Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, we might need them. There's going to be some coaching vacancies coming out of this round one. I'm worried about Portland's coach all of a sudden. He might be in trouble. Maybe the Blazers should use ZipRecruiter. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within a day. They're the best at distributing your job to the best boards, identifying the right people, inviting them to apply. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Meanwhile, SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets for sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event for NBA, NHL, baseball, whatever, you know what to do. Use promo code BS. New Orleans fans, the Pelicans have made round two. Get your tickets on SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. If you missed it, we launched Westworld, the recapables. Episode one went up last night right after Westworld on HBO. Check that out. Host David Shoemaker. I think Chris Ryan was on this one. Little Danny Heifetz. Uh Breaking down everything that happened. I don't understand what the hell goes on in Westworld. Thank God for these people. Ringer NBA show, Sunday night edition. Joe House, John Gonzalez, they broke down everything that happened in the NBA playoffs. Check that out as well. And don't forget to check out the ringer.com this week. Especially Monday morning, we should be breaking down a bunch of the stuff that happened in the playoffs and a whole bunch of other things. Coming up. I taped a long interview with our old friends, Dazus and Marrow. They've been on before. Yankee fans. That's all right. We talk about that early. We get that out of the way. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's an interview we taped on Friday afternoon. It's pretty evergreen. We're going to get to them in a second. I'm going to talk NBA playoffs right at the top and then that interview. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, it is late Sunday night, West Coast time. Wanted to wait a little bit to see what happened this weekend before we ran the uh, Jesus Marrow interview. NBA playoffs. I watched four games today. I watched a lot of basketball this week, weekend. The big winners, the Philadelphia 76ers. Holy mackerel. Man, did they show us what we needed to see. Unbelievable. Lay the smack down. Super feisty game. Miami is really good. They might be like the sixth best team in the playoffs. Didn't matter. Philly laid the smack down. Ben Simmons, huge, huge, awesome dunk. 199, I think with a minute left. Comes in, two-handed jam. It was kind of a moment. Philly looks like Joe House, Cousin Sal and I, we bet Philly on 7-1 to and win the East a few weeks ago. And I think the odds are now drifting toward... I don't know, plus 150, something like that. If I had to bet my life on a team to make the East, I think it's Philly. I've I've felt that way this whole series. Just they're they're passing every checkpoint we wanted to see from them. Pretty impressive. They've been the big winners. I think Indiana could have been the big winners. Boy, did they blow the game tonight. Game four, they had it. They they just could not survive a terrible game by Victor Oladipo. Five for 20 for him. That was brutal. They had the Cavs. They had the lead. They're home, four minutes left, had them on the ropes and just could not close it. I still feel like that series is going to go seven, but I think they might have blown their chance with this. They could still win in Cleveland. I think Cleveland can 
lose any playoff game at any point. But man, that was uh, that was one that got away. They could have been up three one, and it, it felt like if Cleveland lost that game, I, I do think there would have been some implosion potential. So that was. Too bad on the one hand if you wanted to see a cleaner path for Philly to get to the finals. But on the other hand, looks like we're going to have seven games there. looks like we're going to have seven games with Milwaukee-Boston. An incredible comeback by the Celtics today. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, a combined age of 41 years old. And uh, they just uh, they rallied the Celtics back. Looked like they were going to win. They got a tough non-call on Jalen Brown getting stripped with 40 seconds left. And then uh, Giannis made a big boy play for the winning rebound put back. Giannis was great. It took Milwaukee two solid games to realize which guys to play. So that, that was an advantage for Boston. The other one is Utah looks like they are seizing control of that OKC series. OKC just is a mess. The offense looked awful. They just looks like it might be a bad matchup for them. Gobert takes away all the drives to the basket. I wonder what's going to happen. There's some... There's some balls in the air with the offseason now because you look at OKC and if they if they lose in five or they lose in six or however it plays out, it's hard to imagine Paul George staying. And that is a disaster for OKC for all the obvious reasons. Then you look at Cleveland. If Indiana is somehow able to rally back and knock them off, it's hard to imagine LeBron staying there. It just seems like there's a lot of things in the air, even more so than usual coming out of this round one. It really some... Some new teams coming in, some old teams that might be getting pushed out. And uh, I cannot wait to see how that plays out. I would say if I had to bet my life on it right now, I'd probably bet on Golden State and Philly would be my pick. But it's not like Golden State's playing that great either. If you look at the West, the teams that are playing the best right now are New Orleans and Utah. Houston defensively seems like they have uh, taken a step back. Now you could say it's Luke Mabamute, him not being there. Maybe that hurts a little bit, but it's it just... They don't look that crisp defensively. They haven't looked that good for about five weeks here. Golden State, Curry's probably not coming back till round three. They say that's a six-week injury. So you have the New Orleans-Golden State set up. New Orleans, the only thing with them is they might lose a little momentum with uh, with just having a week off. They've been playing so well, really peaking at the perfect time, and now they don't get to play a game here for probably till next weekend. And then... Uh, other than that, Toronto-Washington looks like that's going at least six or seven. This is a great, great, great first round. It reminds me, I was telling Chris Ryan, I saw Chris Ryan today. It reminds me of the 1993 playoffs in a lot of ways. So the 1993 playoffs, if you remember, it was Jordan versus Barkley in the finals. But it had a lot of parallels to what's going on now where you had a lot of young young teams and young guys that we were kind of counting on to take that generation that decade that were, were just starting to look like the future of the league. So back in 93, it was LJ and uh, Alonzo Mourning on Charlotte. You had uh, Hakeem was in his prime. David Robinson was almost in his prime. Those teams had kind of taken off. Portland was starting to fade off. The Lakers were starting to fade off. The Celtics, the Pistons. And there was this new blood that was coming in the league. Even a team like New Jersey had Derek Coleman and Kenny Anderson. Uh, Cleveland was looking like a potential juggernaut. Orlando was a year away. Indiana was probably a year away. The Riley Knicks were in there, but it was just this really nice blend of guys that were in their primes and a bunch of young guys that seemed like they're about to make the leap. I think the biggest one was Seattle. That was the Kemp Payton team that for the first time really made a run. They took, they went all the way to the Western finals. They lost in seven to Phoenix, but, uh, 
it just, it just was a really special playoffs. And this is what this is starting to feel like. Cause you have all these young guys that have never really been in a big spot before, like Giannis, uh, Anthony Davis, the Utah guys. Um, there's one more who's, Oh, Philadelphia. And uh, and Ben Simmons and Embiid, and it's these are these guys are the future of the league. But then you have the old holdovers. You have LeBron. You have Westbrook. You have Harden. You have Durant and Curry, and uh, that's always when the NBA, in my opinion, is at its best. When you have the guys in their prime, the guys at the tail end of their prime, like LeBron, and then this new wave of dudes coming in, and everything just kind of just kind of goes at it, and and you know it's it's. It really has a chance to be a special playoffs, especially if Philly's for real and if Philly can keep it going. Philly lucks out next round. They get the winner in Milwaukee and Boston. I think they would be heavily favored in either of those series. And then uh, and then Toronto and Cleveland have to play in round two, and they're going to skip one of those teams. Toronto has not looked great, and I think Philly has to be the favorite right now. It's amazing to say that. it's They're so young. Who knows if they could stay healthy for a couple more rounds, but... Philly is in the driver's seat in the East. It's incredible. And they, and at home, they have, I would say, a top three home court. Right now, I'd say Philly. I would say Utah. And strangely, New Orleans, just because New Orleans has had such bad crowds, but finally they had good crowds. They had sellouts. And it really seemed to invigorate the, the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are for real, too. Without Curry, I think that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be quite a series. I don't think New Orleans could beat Golden State, but they might have the best player in the series. You could say Anthony Davis is the best player in the league right now. If you told me that, I wouldn't really be able to argue it. So great series all the way around. Really looking forward to seeing how this plays out. I think the biggest shocker for me is just how bad OKC has been in these playoffs and the fact that they lost in five last year. It's looking like they could lose in five or six this year. And, and at that point, you really have to start looking at what you have, especially if Paul George leaves. I, I tweeted this weekend, Rob Polinka and Magic Johnson, I think are the most excited about how this Utah series is going other than uh, other than Utah fans. Because if this ends badly, Paul George, it seems like he's going to leave. And uh, odds are he's coming home, he's coming to the Lakers. That's been rumored for a year. The Lakers are in this weird position where you know, they might have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron to choose from if the Kawhi thing plays out a certain way. So we'll see. Amazing. Plus, we have the lottery coming up. This this could be one of the tumultuous three months, three week stretches we've had in the league, where just a lot of balls are in the air, and it's hard to predict where things are going. Uh, with the Celtics, I've been so impressed by the young guys. And it's, it's kind of like they're playing with house money at this point because you lose your two best players plus Marcus Smart and even having the chance to get to round two is incredible. But the strides that Brown and Tatum have made has been the silver lining of this season. And then this rookie class we have with Simmons and Tatum and Mitchell, all three of whom are better than any rookie we had last year. Really great times. Great times for the league. I think people get a little celebratory with the NBA these days. I think that's a lot, been a lot of the Twitter and a lot of the journalism and stuff like that. We're guilty with some of that at the ringer, but at the same time, it's really, really, really hard not to be super duper excited about where the NBA is right now. If you love the league, it's, it's um, as star studded and as talent laden as we've seen. in sometimes even a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who isn't even one of the best 25 players in the league. And as somebody who's winning playoff games, Drew Holiday who has been in the league nine years 
nobody's really been having Drew Holiday conversations. And now he looks like a guy who should be, should have been a third team on NBA. So good times all around. I'm really excited to see how, how the, uh, how the rest of this week plays out. And I, I am prepared for anything. I did feel like I got to say LeBron, even though he's been awesome in these four games, there does seem to be a little, I, I guess the word would be detached. He's doing his business. He's doing everything he needs to do on the court. I wouldn't say he's doing a lot of leading. I wouldn't say he's doing a lot of inspiring. It's kind of like, I'm going to do all my part. You guys better show up. It's like uh, leadership by intimidation. But um, today it was Corver hitting shots in game four tonight, I should say. But, you know, they need that second guy. They don't have that Kyrie to come in and take the burden off LeBron. LeBron played the entire second half today. He's carrying a crazy workload. And he's carrying a workload that in year 15 of somebody's NBA career, we've just never seen. We've never even fathomed. So at some point he's going to need help from the guys on the team. He got help from tonight from Corver, but when you're talking about four rounds, it starts to get a little dicey. They have a lot of dudes who have never really been in big games before. And it's funny how much they're relying on J.R. Smith, who is one of the all-time trick-or-treat guys and is one of the strangely reliable guys on this team, even though statistically it doesn't add up and the eye test, it's not like you ever think J.R. Smith is going to be a dominant basketball player, but you know, I think LeBron is hitting this point where it's like, who can I trust? I trust Kyle Korver. I trust Kevin Love. I trust J.R. Smith. And then everyone else on that team is, you just don't know what you're getting. So good times all around. I still feel like Philly is the team to beat. And I, I've been knocked out by those guys. And especially Simmons, who we've talked about a lot in this podcast the last couple of weeks, but really, really seems like he has a chance to be special, like top 20 all time special is the ceiling for him. Now I think um, the stuff he's doing as a rookie and the confidence he has and the FU edge that he has, which has to be because he's Australian um, really unusual for a rookie. He's just Miami's trying to get in his head and he just, he's ready for it. He loves it. He doesn't care. That whole team just has a swagger to them that I think, you know, you really need. And, and, there's a cutthroat attitude to them that I think we're going to see in game five. Cause I think they're going to close out Miami in game five. I think Dwayne Wade sees it. Dwayne Wade complimented them after the game about how impressed he's been by their edge and stuff, which to me was in a way, a little bit of a white flag. Like I think he sees the writing on the wall, but you look at the cutthroatness, if that is even a word that they've used uh, in these playoffs compared to a team like golden state that, Clearly something's wrong and I don't really know what it is other than they don't lay the smack down when they have to, you know, today's a game where just go into San Antonio and sweep them. Take care of business. You have, you have the three best players on the court, just take care of business. And they couldn't, they were behind the whole game and they just didn't look like they, they were just going all out. They didn't, didn't seem like they, understood the stakes of this would be great if we swept them and then we would have all this time off and we'd have time to um, think about New Orleans and figure out when Curry can come back and all that stuff. Now they have to win a game five against San Antonio, delays everything by 48 hours, opens up injury risk for game five. It's the kind of stuff that a really good team doesn't do. You know, Houston, I think, has a little bit less of an excuse because Minnesota played really well in game three and I don't think they saw that coming. But uh, 
you know, Houston has their own issues on defense, but the Golden State thing is just strange. They they should be they should sweep San San Antonio ten times out of ten, and they just did not take care of business. So the door is open. This is a this is a wide open league right now, and I don't think uh, I think people keep waiting for certain teams to turn off the on off switch. I I just I do not see it happening. Um, well, anyway, before we get to Jesus Amaro. The captain will not rest until he has brought his adventurous spirit and delicious rum to every corner of America. Original spice, coconut, pineapple, white, black, grapefruit, whatever you want. The captain loves anyone who learns to mix like a captain. What would you, nephew Kyle, what would you pick if you could have any Captain Morgan right now? It's a regular captain. Regular captain. Absolutely. No question. Kyle's a traditional guy. I'd probably do the, uh, the coconut. I like mixing the coconut. (laughs) Oh no into my drinks every once in a while. But anyway, we pick, we're picking a captain of the week during the playoffs. And for me this week, it's gotta be Ben Simmons. Um, the way he's running that team, the way he was able to carry them without Joel Embiid, and then still figure out how to have the same kind of impact with Embiid in the lineup. Embiid takes shots. You know, he, you gotta worry about him. You gotta give him the ball. You gotta keep him happy. And Simmons is just running the show. He has figured out the book on him has always been, you know, play off him, let him shoot. And that's a mistake because he'll just, he'll just find cutters and he'll just find open dudes. And then Miami tried to pressure him. That worked in game two. That did not work as well over the, over the game three and game four. And he really found his groove and he's really has a chance to be, uh, once we talked about with house last week, we talked about some of the things he needs to add to his game. I'd like to see him add a more of a post game, uh, he needs to figure out when he's flying through fast break, doing like twisting, turning shots and stuff like that, just to be a little more consistent on making them. But, you know, you, you, you're picking apart, at, I'm picking apart, I should say, somebody who in his first year is so far ahead of the curve. And, you know, you just see the foundation of somebody that's going to be out of his mind in five years. I can't even imagine. Forget about adding the three-pointer. If he just adds a jump hook and a little floater and things like that. He's going to be completely unstoppable. So he is my captain this week because he has, I think him and Giannis and then Davis, obviously who's already arrived, but you're talking about three guys who really have a chance to be generational players and guys that we remember 25 years from now, the same way I talked about the guys from 1993, Robinson, Hakeem, these guys have a chance to be Barkley, uh, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, these guys have a chance to mean for these next eight to 10 years what those guys meant to that decade. So Ben Simmons, you are my captain of the week. Let's do it. Let's get to Jesus Amaro. We taped this on Friday. Here we go. All right. It's Friday <laughs> afternoon, Los Angeles. Jesus Amaro are back. That's yeah, back. It's too. our one year anniversary of our last podcast. Yeah, I yeah. went on your show. Wow, yes. you did. It was so it's such a beautiful circle of love I'm, and trust. I, I, I just admire both of you guys for having the balls to come here when the Red Sox are 16 and 2. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I mean, just I just I admire great. the balls of you for bringing up the record of the Red Sox in what before May. What is, is it? Is it, <laughs> April? it was just tax day. Mid April, yeah. Red Sox just, fans and Mets fans, they love April. Yeah. What's your, love, what's your record? April? Uh, I don't even check the record because yeah, uh, how many those. How, how, many many games are left in, how many games are left in the season? Over three digits worth, right? <laughs> Have you? Let's uh, calm down. Let's calm down. We're not even a quarter of the way through the baseball yeah. season yet. A lot can happen. Do. Come on. A lot can happen. And it's it, gonna it's, hurt. Look, this but, whole year is going to hurt for both of you guys. Nah. nah, nah it's not going to hurt. Nah, it's it's going to hurt. Nope. It's not going to hurt. Nope. Look, well, the Red Sox are good this year. 
They're good, but and the year Yankees. What, what year? What year have you never heard a Red Sox fan say the Red Sox are good this no, year in April? I am a very self-aware Red Sox fan. The Red Sox are good this year. No, you're not that self-aware because you were tweeting about the Yankees before the season even started. Well, it's fun to make fun of the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah so I to. feel like you might be more obsessed with the Yankees than we are. We're kind of here chilling. <laughs> I got worried about the Stanton thing, but then I watched him play for three weeks. I'm not as worried. I mean, you know. <laughs> home run hitters go into slumps. You're a sports guy. You're the sports guy. You know he's that. He's a DH. Well, I love people who are just he's like. He's a DH now. He doesn't like it. He likes people are just like, field. he struck out five times in one game. And they're, they're like, like oh. that's terrible. I'm like the idea that he came up to the plate five times in one game. Let's think about that. Let's look at the bigger oh, picture he's here. He's spinning a positive. Let's yeah, look he at the big picture. He's five at bats. bats. He's five, five at bats. bats. That means like, what happened? That means they're going around. around. They went around. People, like, people are getting on base. You know what I mean? It's happening. It's listen. We're we're old school. We're old school baseball people. So we're looking, we're looking at the long-term picture here, Bill. The Red Sox are good. So we had a fight. The Red Sox and Yankees yeah, had a fight. I like yes. it. I like it. I like that. Like did I feel, did I feel old school? Did it's I feel good, man. It's, it's good? I love when they fight. Oh. And I, Judge I, was coming in kind of like the bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, hey, hey. Keep your hands off the dancers. I'm not going to tell you again. What about with just the bulldozer moves? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, shout out to CC for that. Well, you know, I felt that was a moment. You look at Red Sox fan, like, yeah, pal, you were back. Yeah, the rivalry is back. Even now in baseball, people are like, what's the greatest rivalry? In sports, you can't even be like Red Sox Yankees because it's, like, uh, it's not. Anymore. That's not. What are you? Uh, for no, that's not uh, a rivalry anymore. But Cardinals we talked about this the versus... last time, and that we had an awesome run with Red Sox Yankees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it kind of died. Then they started trading players back and forth. Yeah. Like, when they traded Ellsbury to the Yankees, I was like... And we won a couple. You, you won an 09. Yeah. They, all, all of a sudden, there was no bad blood. No bad blood. And and now, it's listen, back. Bill, I picked that up. I picked that up, Bill. You picked My, that, that little, little dog whistle. Yeah. That was a dog whistle. That was a fact. Wow. That was a fact. We have not won since 09. We have not won since 09. Has that stopped Red Sox fans from saying that we buy championships? No. No. It was very close. I mean, it was Derek the Jeter first year of the Obama Miami. presidency. It wasn't that far away. It wasn't that far away. Shout, oh, nine. To, shout to MVP Derek Jeter. We did a great trade. Do we have Twitter in 09 yet? I'm trying yeah. to think, what do we have? We yes, did we have did. Twitter we in 09. She had just started Twitter. Because yeah. I remember Obama I live tweeted year one. Yeah. I live tweeted Was Desperate Housewives still in the air in 09? I think so. It might have been. Kanye hadn't met Kim yet. I'm trying no. to think of other. Yeah, this is a long time ago. <laughs> man. A long time ago. I see what's yeah, going on. I'm just trying to say it's. I mean, it's, it's not a not a short years. amount of time. Remember what do we? What was it? 1814? No, that was 1914. Remember no, that? 1918. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you had to confirm it for me. So Thanks. good fight. There was, <laughs> fight. The, the was Boston fans mind. loved it. Joe Kelly was at a Bruins playoff game like two days later. They showed it on the thing, standing O. I feel like we're back. Yeah, feel like I really feel like this gonna be a good year. They have it. They they have 16 games left. Probably playoffs. Yeah, and CC's really. Like yo, fuck the Red Sox. <laughs> like I, I love that energy, bro. Like I, I was like, yeah. I, I, we need this back. You know what I mean? Because like, what was happening before was like the games were the games, but they were just mad long. There was no tension. There was no weirdness. Four and a half hour. There was just four and a half hour, thirty-two inning games. Also, like, shout out to Yankee fans and Red Sox for just being like, okay, this is all right. Four hours. Yeah, that's cool. That's normal I'm for gonna, a Red Sox I'm Yankee watch game. This entire every pitch. We'll this done it. How, how, wait, how do you feel about speeding up the game? Do you feel these new rules they're trying to imp they're thinking about Still doing? Still feels super long to me. Yeah. What about the uh, mound visits? How do you feel about those? I would see. Have you ever heard my rule about banning pickoff throws? No. That'd be where I would start. Banning pickoff. I would just have a line. Okay. Like how like many pickoff? Eight feet over. No, eight oh. feet over from first base. The runner can go there, and that's it. And there's no pickoff throws. What do you mm -hmm. think? Well, the pickoff throw is is more so like a yo. I'm watching you. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, but it does slow the game down. It does slow the it game down. It slows the game down, and like, and how often do they successfully the pick someone off? I mean, you know, when they do, though, you'd be like, yeah, but the go. momentum of the game is off. You know, uh, I understand that. Because like, when they got rid of the intentional walk and just like we're walking you go to first base, yeah, 
That was good. Yeah, yeah he looked like that makes sense. You don't have to see, cool. watch the catcher go like this for four pitches. <laughs> but then again, that takes away something from the game because you have to throw four straight balls, which apparently I've watched it. That's not as easy as it seems for some pitchers. Have I you mean, not seen people try to intentionally walk people and just cannot do it? I could definitely That's throw more four like, straight yeah, balls. That's more like, yeah, Little League, Pony League. No, you've seen it in the Major League. Like, what's his name? Vladimir once hit a... Oh, yeah, well, that dude can hit anything. Yeah, shot the goal. You're the only person I already know. I think baseball's on its way back. Uh, and no. not that it ever went away, but it, but it does feel like the personalities are there this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees have an identity this year. The yeah. Red Sox are good. Otani's in Anaheim. He's the thing. Yeah. Houston's going to win 130 games. And it feels you, like we're, we're kind of back in it now. I don't know. Amer- I'm talking American League. Oh, yeah. yeah, the National League, we don't talk about it. No, but, don't talk about uh, about they, I need the American League to be good in my life. Yeah. That's, that's at, least the, at least the AL East. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not even worried about the rest of the, uh, the AL East. If the AL East is solid, I'm like, okay, I'm into it. Are you it's a true? Us two, we kick the shit out of everybody else. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. a true AL East fan because you don't care anything about the NL, the National League until the All Star game and then and the then, World Series. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's literally it. it. I'm like, who are we playing in the World Series? Well, you have kids, right? Yeah. You have kids? Yeah, four. See what happens when you have kids is you have to start giving up stuff as a sports fan. Like, explain. like you, like the things like you care watch, about a little less is like ah, college football. Yeah. I can probably skip college football now. Yeah, I like I I skip it. I go back to it like. You know when the when bowl season is is and it's like then you, you know come back. the the smart water Tostitos bowl you know <laughs> like OSU's Tech State versus Virginia Slim College you know what I mean and it's like I'm sitting there like a degenerate like watching it like asking my phone what's the spread you know what I mean just like but then it's like oh wait a minute I should be spending time with my children instead so watching. wait but you can't give a baseball for your children. No, you, I, you I love to, baseball because the game's a six and a half hours long, so you don't have to actually just give have up it anything. In the I think ba- you can just come back and forth, like be like, I think oh, one of the reasons this baseball is back, back is you can do other things while you're watching baseball. Yeah. That's true. And I, I watch most of my TV now as I'm doing something else. Yeah. Basketball, you really have to watch. You got to watch it this year. Unless, to, like, unless it's a Nick game, then you just got to watch it the fourth quarter. The fourth, yeah, the third, last ten minutes of the. I was saving the Knicks for later. Wow, just get them out the way now because we talk about playoffs and we're not going to be talking about the Knicks in the playoffs. So come on. So this year, no New York teams in the in the NBA playoffs. I no, like everyone say no New York teams. Like the Nets are re- like a real thing. The Nets are still the New Jersey Nets. They play in New York. Brooklyn's in New York. Yeah, they're not the Brooklyn. They play in Brooklyn. They play the Barclays Center. They're the Brooklyn Jays. And no LA teams. No LA teams. The two big cities and no Chicago. And what they really mean by that is the Lakers and the Knicks. Like they don't really, they don't really mean the Clippers and or the Nets. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like those major market teams. Well, this is this is the season. And it's really starting to look like we don't need the Clippers or Nets in those cities. Yeah, no. Yeah. They could go it's, somewhere else. Send them to Vegas. The or Clippers something. had their run. They had the Chris Paul and they had Blake. And it's yeah. like, oh, here they come. And mm-hmm. everyone here still cared about the Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers were terrible. Every Same year. thing in New yeah. York. Remember they remember they had Jay Z, Lions to the yeah. Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Everyone became Nets fans. Yeah. They were they buying the jerseys. They stole KG and uh, they did. Paul I, was, I was upset. And then look, and then for like, and Jay Z was tweeting the city's under new management. Yo, and then a the year logo. later, a year later, one of the worst games on TV was the Knicks versus the Nets, the <sighs> garbage bowl. Oh, just a terrible. God. They both had terrible records. Awful. You just watched it just to watch two teams go out there in misery. Listen, That's New York Nets has should, the Knicks. They don't need it the It looked Nets. like D3 yeah, College Bowl. It really looked like Division Three College Bowl. Like, the Nets move should be, like what they did with Jay-Z, what did he own? Like, like a 0.003% like of the team? Yeah. They should be going out and getting all like New York royalty Talent. like you guys, mm-hmm. where they could give you like little tiny pieces Percentages. of the team. All of a sudden you're wearing Brooklyn Nets hats on the air and- I would do I'm that. Like I would go to these little pockets around, around New York. 
and try to become like the cool team for Brooklyn. That's it. Because you know the, the Knicks is? aren't cool. The Knicks aren't cool, but because the owner just doesn't care, yeah. it doesn't yeah. even matter. But it's just like they're the Knicks. You know what I mean? Like they don't, it's like they're not it's cool. Literally they they say don't have their, to be cool. It's in their title. They're like, we are the New York yeah, Knicks. Yeah, like, we, New we York are the New York Knicks. Knicks. We're not getting better. We're not getting worse. And you still come to the game. So guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Same thing with the Lakers. Like I said, like it's just like, yo, no matter how much we suck, we're an institution. We've been around forever. And you're going to come to these games. Yeah. It's hard when, when a team's been around since like 1946. Oh, yeah. And like somebody's great, great grandfather was going there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a hard one. To that's overcome. how you get new Knicks yeah. fans. Like you think but, any little kids are like, I want to be a Knicks fan. Like, no, your father's like, yeah. I went through this. Now you're going through yeah. this. That's exactly why I sit all four of my children Put down this jersey on and like, cry with me. Watch this game. Life isn't fair. Dad, dad, we're Do down by think- 30. It's the first quarter. Watch <laughs> it. Watch it. <laughs> then, like, Dyfus comes to my house and is like, takes my kids away from me. All like, right, they got Dyfus. Well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're making them watch Knicks games. So- You're an abusive parent. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brooklyn, the Nets could come back when the uh, when the subway officially falls apart. Everybody's just trapped in Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn just <laughs> because there's nothing else York. to do. <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only sports team you guys are going to have. Buy a cheese, ride a unicycle, go to Nets games. Yeah, That's it. Leave. No. Oh, the Barclays says just go turn to the Coliseum from like the Thunderdome. That's just people <laughs> yeah. just battling for like food. scarves. Like, oh, I'll kill you for those taro chips. <laughs> you saw Escape from New York, right? Mm-hmm. A million years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's what Brooklyn's going to be with this train. Thing goes see, the Barclays Center is going to be like that place where Snake Pussy fought the guy <laughs> yeah. with the. You know what yeah. I see? I only see this in Williamsburg. I've never, I haven't seen it anywhere else in New York. Is those car to go things? Those like sm- the mini smart cars? Oh, oh yeah, with yeah. those, those, those drop them off. I've never seen them. They're so prevalent in Williamsburg. It's abs- It's nuts. because no one buy millennials don't buy cars they anymore. Don't buy, they're just you like oh, I just want to borrow a car. Think about it. Owning a car is that's such an antiquated thing. Like you got to pay for a car. Now you got to move it side to side street parking. You got to get car insurance. What? What? No. Well, if you don't even have health insurance, how are you gonna have insurance on your car? Like, <laughs> you know, priorities. I mean, you technically you only need insurance on your car if you get pulled over. True. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you know what I mean. We have a bunch of young people here in LA, and they just they don't have a car. They, they use ride sharing apps. Yeah. That's I'm not, not going to say the best one because I hate the best one. You hate the best one? I, I snapped on Twitter. I never do this. I got so mad at Uber the you, other day. You feel that there's a difference between them though? I think Uber lies. Yeah. They I think lie. they're liars. I lie think about they lie. what? About arrival time? You about... press it. It's like, oh, the car will be here in three minutes and you click on it and then it's like, the car will be here in 12 minutes. Yeah. It's you're like, like well, what happened? You told me three minutes. Well, you told me three minutes. Extra nine minutes. Go. And, and then go, you cancel it. It's like, that'll be $10. Yeah. It's like, what just happened? Also, I love it. Like, they're like, the car's here in two minutes and you run around the house. You're like, let me pee one last time. Oh, where's my keys? Uh, and you look uh, back, it's like 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Like, what? Now I'm all sweaty. I gotta watch the show. What happened, Julio? Then you just watch the little map. Julio's like going down the wrong way on a one way street. It says wrong way. Or like you make that decision before you actually open the app. You're like, am I gonna do Uber? Am I gonna do Lyft? Am I gonna do Juno? And you're like, all right, I'm dedicated to this service because you're the best. And you get in the car and you have to stick in front of them. Yeah, it's like Lyft, Juno, Uber. I'm like, bro, like, are you sponsored by all these guys? Like, it's like a NASCAR car. Yeah, they're like free agents for the <laughs> ride sharing apps. So you think they get the thing and they just grab the sticker and they yeah, slap it in right there? I, I like Lyft. I've had good experiences with Lyft, Lyft so far. Pretty we'll, good. See, we'll see. We'll see if it goes to their head. Lyft yeah. is pretty right good. Their cars like are kind of clean. Solid. I like that. Yeah. I yeah. found out that you ever have, you have, there's this particular smell in Ubers. It's not a disgusting smell, but a smell when you smell it, you look like, what I'm is that? Why has no one else complained about it's it? It's Uberian. I found Uberian. It's an Uberian, U- fragrance. Uberian fragrance. I found out that's the smell mm. after someone throws up in the Uber and you have it cleaned up. 
that's what oh. that smell is. So every time you go into uh. Uber and it's just one, you know how you go to Subways and you got that terrible smell of like burning, yeah. burning yoga pads? That's that Uber smell. <laughs> it's the puke, puke, puke cleanup puke, smell? The, uh, post you to, puke. You go to a gas station, they got the little tree. It's like post puke, Uber sense. <laughs> what, so what's, what's changing about New York right now as a city? Because um, I've noticed it seems like it's harder to get around. It seems like they've run out of places to put people. Yes. Yeah. Just, and in Brooklyn, Brooklyn people are going, out, yeah, I'm moving to this new part of Brooklyn. And I'm like, what? Yeah, where is all, that? There are the parts of Brooklyn where it's just like on the map, it says there be dragons here. It's not fully like, <laughs> yeah, explore. It's wild. It's wild. It's just like a, like when you're playing a video game and like you haven't discovered that part of you the unlock map. A new yeah, board. Yeah. It's just like unlock. The, you know, <laughs> no, New York point. is, New York is changing. It's, it's a lot more people now. And then the subway is just falling apart. And yeah. the city's just kind of like, pfft. What yeah, you, the trains are from like 1873. They haven't used the too, same excuse for the subway that we use for the Yankees. They're like, "This old, oh, what do you want? What do you want? It's tradition? What do you, what do you want? Hey, it's tradition. We we, we, we six passengers. What do you want to what? do? <laughs> I, was Get a at my, I was at my dad's house. He has this TV from 2004 that Ooh. he never changed, uh. and he had a it had a line down the right side of it. Oh. And he was just like, that TV was state of the art when I got it. I was like, yeah, you bought it in 2004. 2004. It's like they have all these great TVs. It's this whole world, smart TVs, Netflix. Yeah. And he was just going to ride this TV into the ground. Yeah. And that's how I kind of feel about New York City with the subway system. Yeah. Something's wild going to happen. You know that line is going to start running down the screen soon and you have to get a new TV. But everybody's like, no, no, it's fine. No, no, we'll fix it. It's okay. Little, you know, just little tune ups here and there. Like, nah. No, it needs to be fixed. Yeah. The subway needs competition. <laughs> that's, that's literally the only thing that's gonna fix it. Cause like right now, what's the the view of oh, make the subways better? They're gonna be like, or else what? Or else what? You gonna walk? You didn't think so. All right. You fares going bus, up. Motherfucker? Huh? Now if uh Elon Musk wants to I don't, I don't want him making the subway because he's already too powerful Come when on. stop him. The, but bus the subway will start beating Tesla waves and shit. Like, <laughs> nah, bro. This is like you standing in like a hovercraft just zooming through a <laughs> you're tunnel. Just sitting there, the ads will change to your preferences. Like, what is why is this happening? I don't know what's mm. going on. Wasn't it true that that like James Dolan, what really needs to happen jerk? is they need to do Penn Station, yeah, and they need to move Madison Square Garden, basically, yeah. And James Dolan was like, "That all sounds great, fuck you, yeah, yeah, literally, no thanks, yeah, no thanks. literally." Sorry, sorry about your subway system. They're trying care. to move Penn Station to across the street, underneath the post office, yeah. Because right now, you know, Penn, you've been to Penn Station, yeah. So, one of the worst places on it's Earth. not great it's and, not uh, great at all wasn't great 40 years ago either no, no. Seems like it's, it's better I can't still, even imagine still, how bad it, still it is still is bad it's wild I'm like so this guy is masturbating while urinating into a cup right in front of the pizza place like mm-hmm. what I don't yeah. understand You're just is that part it? of the pizza like yeah is this <laughs> the, excuse the me you said pizza place put some respect <laughs> on the name at the combination KFC Taco <laughs> Bell Taco Pizza Bell. Hut <laughs> yo dude yo I'm not so even joking donuts. I don't know where we were going or heading from or whatever but we went into that combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut KFC whatever and it was just this dude with like a thousand yard stare who just stood in front of us and hovered over us the entire meal fam the entire like I got a three piece he got like a four was just sitting there Ian this guy's just sitting there looking at us like yeah man. I don't know if he was turned on or hungry or what I was like this is weird and so what because that's like moving to Jersey that's such an important part of America the Eastern Corridor on Amtrak and you would think Penn Station would be better and it's just like you have like a congressman going back to DC True. and there's just like Homeless people yeah. and sex offenders just running around with no shoes on, and security's just like, hey, hey I mean, hey, don't come hey. too early. I've, I I went there one time, and there was a fire in a garbage can right outside the station. So I go inside, and I tell one of like the the cops <laughs> like the, with the machine guns, like, oh, there's a fire. There's somebody must have thrown something on fire in the ga- in the uh, trash can outside because there's fire. He's like, is it a big fire? <laughs> 
All right. Yo, uh, Joe, uh, go check that garbage can outside, I guess. I don't know. This guy said this is a fucking fire, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? This place is a piece of trash anyway. Listen. I was like, wow, bro. Like, that's you that, really don't the care. New York saying, if you see something, say something. It means say something to a cop so you can feel embarrassed. Yeah. Look <laughs> back. Really? You wasting my time what, with that? What are you telling me? Huh? <laughs> Does the fire have a gun? Then get out of my face. <laughs> At JFK, I saw a, su- a suitcase. It was just like left unattended. And I was like... If I tell someone, they're going to shut down this terminal. <laughs> so and maybe I'll send a text after we're in there. <laughs> JFK is an interesting place. It's almost like its own city. Oh, yeah. yeah. You land in a plane and then you just walk yeah. for like 30 minutes yeah. Yeah. until yeah. you get to baggage claim. Steps or hopefully and then, you see somewhere to eat food. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. somewhere. Then you get your bag and then you have to figure out however you're getting to where you're getting. And that's another hour now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like another trip after the trip. It's this bonus trip. You didn't know you had to worry about. <laughs> so if, if you think JFK is fun, have you flown out of LaGuardia recently? Uh, oh, LaGuardia man. seems like it's falling apart. LaGuardia, LaGuardia is Rikers Island. LaGuardia is just... <laughs> LaGuardia is Rikers Island. You they are, remember they are in Waco, thing. Texas, when David Koresh just took the wheels off a school bus <laughs> and submerged it in the ground? That's LaGuardia. Right now in LaGuardia, there's certain terminals. When you land, you get your luggage and you have to get on a shuttle bus yeah. that oh. takes you across the highway to across like the, the Uber, yes. to like the Uber oh, waiting no. lot. Yeah. So now you're on the so you're on the bus with like celebrities, random people. Like someone standing in my face, they're like, "Hey, you're the guy from the show." I was like, "Yeah, kind of." So, yeah. so he's yeah. like, yeah. He's yeah. like oh, what's, what's your show? best interview? What do you want your rainbow to say?" What you? I'm like, "How oh, long is this ride going?" going? I was like, "Bro, I just woke up an hour ago. Like, like I can't do this." No, LaGuardia, and LaGuardia's like, "Oh, you want food? Sabaros. Yo, it. go ahead. That's it. Should have ate at home. Sabaros Monopoly. Yeah. Would you like some extra Narcan on top? Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is when you go into an airport airport terminal that's actually nice. Yeah. yeah. I was in the Boston, the JetBlue one yesterday. Oh, nice. It was nice. There were yeah. restaurant options. Don't they have rocking chairs? Massage chairs yeah. and bars. Yeah, and there was a Wahlburgers. <laughs> Wahlburgers. <laughs> What's wild? Being from New York, you would expect New York to have like top of the notch, one of the oh, best yeah. airport oh, systems. Yes. And you go everywhere else, you're just like, wow. Bruh. I'm like, we, uh, fly me is- out of Newark, please. But I think what you said earlier is the reason. Because New York has no competition. There's no competition. And New York's whole thing is like, we're the best. Yeah. We're the best. You're going to like it. Screw you. What do we, you don't like it here, then leave. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. You don't yeah. like the airport? Guess what? You're still in New York, pal. Yeah. You're lucky. You don't have a choice. You don't How have about a choice. That? I think this is the state motto. You don't like it? Get out of here. You I know, believe that's Andrew Cuomo's exact <laughs> That's his running platform. You know who's on New York's corner, though, is Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. yeah. Los what? Angeles is Los Angeles is coming on as a city. Yeah. And by, by the way, I, I my loyalty is to Boston. I we don't know care. I'm yeah, a dog yeah. in this race. You must hate it. I'm saying you must hate it. When I started Grayland in the beginning of the decade, mm-hmm. it was really hard to get young people to move out here. And now it's easy. Now, yeah, everyone, yeah. everybody we know from New York is just like yeah, shows up on the timeline. Like, oh, I'm in yeah, LA yeah. now. Yeah. Once they realize it's 80 degrees all the time, but you can still wear a hoodie. Yeah. It's like, they're like, oh, wow. I'm in there. Like every Uber is two dollars. Like I can Uber nah, from too, here to Santa I'm Monica for three here. I need more sirens. The, the biggest <laughs> LA is going to get both of you at some point. Oh, definitely. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Wait till we're doing this. I come in with sandals with my shoes, my toes showing. I don't even oh, watch man. baseball anymore. I don't even. I don't even. I'm like Bill. Uh, did you see the light, the latest cricket match? Hey, hey, Bill. <laughs> cricket. Hey, Bill. I Bill, you Trinidad versus league. Jamaica. They're on day two. The score is eighty <laughs> to one hundred and four. I brought you this stuff from Arowan. I hope you enjoy it. It's really good for you. It's a vegan, vegan. It's deer antler probiotic. Dear Hiller shots, you know, uh, with kombucha. Now you can see us out here in LA. I could, I could see us out here. Quick break to talk about me undies. I wear me undies every day to the point that my family actually makes fun of me. I have no other underwear. I really don't. Made from the softest materials on earth, three times softer than cotton. Me undies are the most comfortable and fun undies you and your significant other will ever own. Ladies, 
They come in a tons of different colors and styles, including solids and lace, boy, short, bikini, and thong. Something for everyone, every occasion. Fellas, the diamond seam pouch gives your stuff the support it needs without feeling too tight. MeUndies is so sure you love their underwear. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, get a full refund. Right now, my listeners get 20% off their first pair plus free shipping. Oh yeah, that's a no-brainer. What are you waiting for? 20% off, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee, and the best and softest underwear you will ever own. Go to MeUndies.com slash BS. It's a limited time offer. Start wearing the best underwear of your life. It changed my life. It's time to let MeUndies change yours. MeUndies.com slash BS. Back to the only two dudes from the Bronx that I've ever liked. What's the future for you guys? How long is your advice deal? Um, I have no fucking clue. That's yeah, a I don't know, nobody's a, on the reporting about what your future is, corner. I don't. Yeah, I don't we, even we're know. We're just doing it. You just yes. do your thing. You bang we it just out. Rolling. We, you know what's funny? We, I remember we came in to do the Vice show, and at the end of the at the shoot, end of the shoot, they were like, "Congrats, uh, this is season two. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I was like, "How many oh, okay. episodes? It was like something. How many episodes were in the first season?" Something like a hundred. It was like, we like uh, it felt like Game of Thrones, and I was like, literally, if you guys didn't tell us that was the beginning of season two, we would just keep we recording. Just, yeah. We'd just keep recording for ten years, and we at the end of it, we'd be like, if we didn't have management, we could have definitely got tricked into like you know a twenty year deal, like <laughs> just right. like after one year, I'm like, ah, I haven't gotten paid in a while. Uh, hey, um, my house is being foreclosed on. I'm like, know. yeah, we'll get back to you. <laughs> you can see how it happens, all right. Oh, yeah. when, when you don't know any better, you can oh yeah get totally taken advantage. Oh, but then also, it doesn't. Me? I mean, it's work, but it's like fun to yeah. us. Yeah. So you know, like it's a fun environment coming to Vice. You get to hang with him. We watch the clips. We're like, whoa, what is this? Then you go back home, and it's not like at the end of the day we're like, oh god, because we we've met other hosts that do late night shows, and they're just like, oh, how whoa, do you whoa. the grind? What's the like, grind? How do you do it every day? Okay, I don't know why you That's had that the accent. So yeah, that was a weird late night accent. Like I tried to be anonymous, but you just want to. That clearly was not. That clearly was not Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy does a lot of accents. That could have been Jimmy. Shout to Jimmy. Shout to Jimmy Fallon. That's why when they finish, everybody who finishes a late night show, they grow a beard right after. Yeah. Oh, immediately. Look at Letterman's, bro. They, they, grow like like a beard. they almost try to become a different human being. Yeah. Because that's that. I'm not doing anything. I'm not shaving. I'm not getting up in the morning. I'm no. not leaving my yeah. house. I'm done with that. I bathe by just dipping my body in water and soaking for an hour. I think isn't that that's where you want to get to? as a point as a late yeah. night host oh, or yeah. a talk show you want to get that Letterman thing where what's he doing 12 episodes yep. or is it it might even be 6 some, six. 6 episodes for like 12 million each or some stupid Man. yeah Can't I wait. don't know how much fuck you money Letterman has but it's it's, it's a significant there. amount it's I don't know if he could just like write a check to buy the Nets tomorrow he or like that kind of money he probably could I, I wouldn't be shocked that, like, I, and th this is a great question for you why don't people who have uh, sports franchises or own teams and the fan base hates the owner. The owner kind of want to get rid of the team. Why don't more celebrity people or like people with a ton of money, like you said, like fuck you money, step up and say like, hey, I'm going to buy the Atlanta Hawks or whatever. Why or would you want to buy like, The Falcons or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I never understood that. That seems like a waste of money. If you don't know anything about running an organization, that seems like a lot of money to waste money. Just like but you flex. could put together a group and just yeah. be... You could, but the chances of yeah, it going wrong... Like, like, like so... you're doing spreadsheets on your own. Like we're going to draft Julio. Uh... <laughs> Imagine you want the Knicks and like, I'm, I'm writing the checks. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Kyle. Frank. Frank uh, I can't pronounce uh, his last name. Here's Frank, your check. Frank uh, Newportina. Here, here's the check, pal. <laughs> Kyle O'Quinn's like, I have trouble with my shirt. I'm like, I got, I'll talk I to you later. I, like, listen, I'm, man, I'm on the phone know. with Blue Cross right talk now. Talk to Margarita. Like, She's the receptionist. I, I can't tell you nothing. Well, the worst that the worst case scenario would, be would happen to Jeter, right? Mm. Jeter was like this mm -hmm. unanimous approval guy in, yeah. in New York. Mm -hmm. 
And within a year, people are like, fuck that guy. Well, people people outside of New York. People outside. outside, New York, people outside. He's still a hero. He's, well, he's, he's getting a, he's getting you know a statue in front of Yankee Stadium. He gave you guys Stanton. Yeah. For yeah. like 30 I, I, cents no, of the dollar. No, there, there's no collusion between the Yankees. No, and, the no, no, sure, no. and it's funny because when, when that whole thing came, when it came about that, you know, he joined the group that was going to buy the Marlins. I was like, Derek Jeter's going to go down to Florida and get us Giancarlo Stanton. He called it. Look at the Yankees. By the way, I totally support I would do the same thing. Yeah, come on. If I was like, I would try to top out the Celtics and the Red Sox. If Ramirez went down and bought the, the Marlins and was like, yo, here's what yeah, here's saying, the best you, you would love it. It's like Manny Ramirez has traded for Bryce Harper. You got it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? How'd he pull that off? How'd he do that? But oh do my think, God, I'd be livid. I do think this has been bad for Jeter. As far as his image? Yeah, just in general. Like, he just well, looks he like a schmuck. But the uh, beauty of it is Jeter's never cared about his image. Yeah. Well, he wild. obviously cares a little bit. No, he, he cares like, about protecting thing. He's done. He cares about protecting his image. He doesn't really care what other people think about his image. That's why he doesn't answer. Think about his interviews and stuff. He doesn't show up for certain events that GMs should show up for. And like events. Remember, was it like the opening of the season? There was like some meeting he didn't show up for. or He took no questions. And people were just saying he's kind of aloofish. That's always how he's been. Mm. Even as Sounds a player, like a great guy to run a team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to be that. I, if you're gonna be like the head, because he was the captain because of that, because it was just like, you know, he, he came in the game, he did his thing, and then he was just, he was unbesmirched. Like you couldn't really dig up any dirt on Derek Jeter except like the fruit basket stuff and like all that other. And we don't even know if that's true. And we don't even know if it's that's like, true. But it was true. It's, it's like just, the P tape. It's yeah, just, exactly. It's, it's, it's very swaggy. Though. Though. But yeah. his idea of Derek Jeter just giving a chick a basket like, hey, have a good night, kiss on the forehead. It. It's a little swaggy. Pre Uber, you know what I mean? Like, yo, go wait for a cab outside. Also, you'd imagine <laughs> Jeter's like looking at these other players like, oh, oh, <laughs> you're top in the league. I, I once ran face forward into a row of seats and got stitches. All right. I did that weird turnaround jump thing. The unnecessary jump though. Yeah, total unnecessary. I love it. The Jumpman logo. Do you think his confidence has been shaken because Didi Gregorius is the best Yankee shortstop of this decade? Wow. That's a bold statement. I mean, he is. You're not allowed to say this decade. There's certain things we know are true, but you can't say them out loud. Yeah. Like that Didi Gregorius is better than the last five years of Derek Jeter? Who's this Bill Simmons guy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, Derek Jeter played until, how old is Derek Jeter now? 49? Like he played until like his knees dissolved. Yeah. You know what I mean? But wait, doesn't are we gonna do the are we gonna do the New York sports fan thing and say Derek Jeter is the best he's a better shortstop because of his rings? Oh, you I could like do that. that. You could do that. Could do that. You could take that. Dini could be great, Z? but if Dini don't get a ring, rings, 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 that's right. Unfortunately, that's like Kobe's best argument, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And I and I've seen that argument on Twitter rings. all the time. Rings. Yeah, he's got, oh, he's got rings. He's got rings. He got all these rings. But then like. You got the Michael Jordan, LeBron conversation, and then people always kind of like throw Kobe in there. You know what I mean? And then it's just kind of like me crazy. Yeah, it's kind of, it, but it's it's either Kobe or Kobe fans that throw him. Like no one just they, casually like, yo, what about Kobe? What about Kobe though? Kobe's yeah. like the J Cole of the NBA. Like you just mind your business. Someone's like, what about Kobe? What about Kobe though? You don't like the lyrics? He, 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 no features. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. That Kobe thing. It's His game most- goes over your head. You don't understand it. Right. It's the most unique thing that's happened with basketball in the last like two decades. Yeah. The Kobe fans, it was post-trial, mm-hmm. and Kobe was just taking an incredible amount of heat yeah. for good reason. Mm-hmm. And 
all of a sudden there was like this galvanizing force of like Laker fans and Kobe fans yep. were just like, no. And they just started, that was it. Yeah. It yeah. was like us against them. It was really kind of amazing to watch. They go hard, If you bro. think about they it, like how as many- As hard as anyone. Like, I think the only stands that can defeat Kobe stands are Beyonce stands. Like if that Stan army had a face off, yeah, like it would end social media. Definitely. Like if they dated and broke no, Kobe, up. Beyonce fans are, Beyonce fans are worse than uh, Kobe fans. Don't play with us. Well, oh. there's more of them too. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. They're, they're more numerous. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah but, like Kobe's, Kobe's but short Kobe film. fans will, 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 didn't that guy drive to Temecula? Temecula or to fight to the guy over Twitter, over, over uh, Kobe. On Thanksgiving? On, on Christmas Day or something like that. Left Kobe's family. fans got him an Oscar. <laughs> that is wild. That thing was not good. How many other players do you <laughs> think could happen? How many other players do you think could recover from what Kobe, like the trial and all that stuff? And just Kobe right now, he's pretty, unless, like we bring up Kobe, the first thing people don't bring up is the trial or any of that nah. stuff. No. Rings, bro, championships. See, especially like in this climate. The yeah. GOAT. Especially. And then, his, and then his last game ever of all time, which is going up against the uh, the Warriors, possibly, you know, shattering the record of yeah. wins. And everybody's watching Kobe. Old Kobe dropped 60 on like 20% shooting. You know what I mean? And like everybody in LA says Snoop Dogg, Kanye, Jack Nicholson, they're all group hugging and like jerking each other off. Like, it was a it moment. It was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> It was I like think a that, he, that he had two retired numbers. It was classic Kobe. Yeah, that's Kobe. Yeah, that's, that's Kobe. Kobe. That's the mom. Eight and 24. I, I like it. I, he's I, like, he's, Bill, you he's don't so understand. It's because eight times three is yeah. 24. Yeah, you sure. You understand? Okay. And then you add two more. That's the amount of rings I have. Rings. Mamba out. Mamba. He's doing this thing now for ESPN <laughs> where he breaks down games. Is he good at it? I haven't seen it yet. Because I know A-Rod, as much as you will hate A-Rod, A-Rod he's an excellent analyst. He was good on the Very studio good. show. I he's agree. Good. And he's son, David, he's son Big Poppy, too. He put Kobe. the Yankee jacket over Big Poppy. I know that hurt your heart. These Kobe things are like, he he doesn't... <laughs> I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> These Kobe things, it's like he doesn't know this already existed on the internet, where he's, he's I'm going to break down plays and yeah. explain to people what happens. Yeah, so yeah. he's like... Watch this. So this, this guy's gonna here. set a screen. Now watch this guy over here. He's gonna come over, and then he uses the screen. I'm like, yeah, we we all have the. Yeah, Kenny's been doing this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I can find a hundred fake coaches oh, on YouTube who do this constantly. What are you doing? Oh, Kobe. Uh, it's pretty yeah. interesting. He's pretty hilarious, though. I have a theory about him. Though. I think the fact that he was like raised abroad and like speaks multiple languages yeah. and is like uh, knows about soccer and stuff like that, like that makes him more. Uh, likable, I guess, like internationally. He's more worldly. Yeah, he's more worldly. He's, mm. he's so cultured. Kobe's so cultured. And then he had a rap album. Yeah, yeah we don't there? mention that, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want to I just that. read the Tiger Woods book. How is I, thought that? You, I, oh my, I thought you were going to say, I just got the Tiger Woods rap album. I was like, I need oh, to no. hear that right now. <laughs> the Tiger Woods definitely would never have a rap album. <laughs> Hopefully. The Tiger Woods book was... Is it a tell all I, I gotta say, it's really worth reading. Does he go I did into it, everything? My last podcast I did about it. It basically just puts together all the stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's you you leave it going, wow, man. Wow. How do you dude. feel about him after reading it? Did it change your opinion on him? It or? made me wonder why I liked him so much. Uh, he doesn't come off well. He seemed, he seemed very likable before we knew it, before the what? breakdown and everything. You were just like, wow, he's a gung-ho player. Of course, we were going for him, he's clack. I mean, let's yeah, keep it funky. But well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually your I'm, 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 I'm your I'm your Asian. No, Calabasian. Calabasian. I was like, is that next to Calabasas? I was like, that's Calabasas adjacent. I'm like, that's a salad and chopped, my guy. That's not a national uh, ethnicity. Do you so guys get into the Tiger thing when uh, he came back? 
Not, not really. Because I don't know because I don't I don't follow golf. Yeah, I don't really follow golf that much either. But when he did come in the game, I have an uncle by marriage who is super into golf. And he's like, Tiger, man. He's like, he's the future of golf. This was like late 90s. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this guy's the future of golf. Power, grace, finesse, can do everything on the on the course, blah, 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 blah. So then I'm like, all right, maybe I'll watch this guy. And I was like, oh, shit, golf is really boring to watch. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. I forgot. It was incredibly boring to watch people play golf. It makes baseball look like playoffs. Yeah, like yeah. WrestleMania. Who, in your opinion, who has like the power seat right now with athletes for coolness? Um, talent, uh, respect from the outside world, just mm. everything. Who's like the number one guy right now? Michael Beasley. <laughs> Other than Michael Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even joke with that with a straight face. <laughs> said Michael Beasley. Who got it right now? I was going to say LeBron, but like LeBron has moments of like dad corniness. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. it's just like, bro, like. It's you're, endearing though. You're, it, yeah. It's endearing. Because you know he, he has kids. He's a, he's a dad. So yeah. like someone me, like me, I look at him, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's, either, it's definitely someone who's a dad in the NBA, either him or Steph. Yeah. Because you have to have that well-rounded image. Steph Curry's wife sells cutlery. Like I didn't even know that. <laughs> right. Like, as a cooking listen, show. Listen, you got to have the full circle. I think the days of like the bad basketball player out in the club chasing Yo, women, like people, yeah. aren't really, people aren't really going for that. Like, look at Tristan Thompson. Like back in the day, people were like, yo, Yo, my he's man's the out man. here. Yo, he's out here. Now but everyone's now like, how like, dare he? How he's, he's how, despicable. How dare he cheat on a Kardashian? That, that Canadian. <laughs> is he Canadian? I don't know. He's Jamaican Canadian. Oh, How dare he betray the nice Kardashian? Yeah, yeah, the right Kardashian. 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 That's such a righteous, noble family. Also, the they whole, don't, they the don't whole, cheat on people in the Kardashians. The whole Kardashian family unfollowed him after the wow. scandal came out. And I was like, did that hurt? Like, would, Did he care? Did they eventually call each other? Like, Chloe, unfollow him Unfollow now. him right now. And block him. It is funny when you make fun of how whoever dates a Kardashian, their career immediately falls apart. Immediately. Then there's this counter thing on like on online where you go, well, why why do you have to victim shame the Kardashians? It's like, I'm just pointing out that every yeah. person they date immediately gets worse at their job. Yeah. P, then we Q. have 10 there's, straight examples now of this. Like, this is not good. There's so many examples of it. And then when they are when they are out of the Kardashian phase, they become James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and they elevate their game to, to the next level. But are like, the Kardashians the Knicks? Yo. Oh. Wow. Do you think about the it? Come to the Knicks. Then you leave. Think about Melo. You leave, yeah. you become better. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 he does is shoot wide open threes and he misses like almost all of them. I don't understand. I, like he's not like it's wild because he's supposed to be the second guy or like have a really, really, really good point guard. Yeah. Like, but him as the guy, like I remember when they were when they when they first traded him uh, or when he first came to the Knicks, they were like, yo, they're going to run into Mari Stoudemire, oh, mellow oof. pick and roll. It's going to be unstoppable. I was like, <laughs> that's awful. I was like, come Sell on. Sell me these Knicks dreams. I was yeah. like, bro, I was like, yo, pass me another 20 in Knicks Coke. Like, give me a break. Like, Remember when Amari Stoudemire, what did he do? Five games with at 30 least 30 plus? points? Yeah. We was about was to like, build him a statue in front of MSG. MVP. He had like an, he was the MVP in the league after 45 games. Yeah. yeah. And then his knees completely fell apart. Maybe yeah. some yeah. string cheese just and then, And tell me if this is, you, sports is your life. Yeah. 2012, the Knicks would have won the NBA championship were it not for Roy Hibbert block, number one, Roy Hibbert blocking that mellow dunk. 
And are you talking about thirteen? Was that thirteen? Yeah. The, year, the good Knicks team that year. Yeah, the year yeah, last time the Knicks really won the fifty-five. Race. I think it was like fifty-six wins. The, yeah. Mike, you, with the Mike Woodson team. With, you uh, lost JR that. We lost that series, though. We you lost that, that one series game. because, for whatever reason, Roy Hibbert destroyed Joy Tyson Chandler. Roy Hibbert turned into Shaquille O'Neal in 98. It's unbelievable. For four games, and then became... Tri- like, I remember waking... Because at the time, I was staying home with my kid. I took time off uh, work to stay home with my kid. And we would wake up in the morning and watch, like, all the sports talk shows or whatever. And, like, we're watching, like, First Take or whatever. And everybody's saying, like, oh, you know, Roy Hibbert is one of the best big men in the league and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then after that series, he became just, like... It's well, a little like Rudy Gobert challenge? right now, where yeah. Rudy Gobert changes the game on defense. Yeah. Yeah. But and don't forget, J.R. Smith got the foul on Jason Terry yeah. in the Boston series and lost all his powers for some reason when <sighs> he got suspended and came back and just forgot how to shoot. So that also was a big part if of he, that loss. If he, you know how if you check a stock, it has the lines of how it did during the week? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you did J.R. Smith's thing for that for his career, it would just be like, oh, it would you look like a lie detector. J.R. Smith's Bitcoin. What's J.R. Smith's stock today? Oh, zero. Zero. Tomorrow's up. It's Wow. It's up 5,000%. I was watching game two against the Pacers, and he decided to play defense for like three minutes. Yeah. And he like stole the ball in the backcourt from Oladipo and did all this stuff. And like, he clearly can do it sometimes. He just doesn't feel the need to always do it. He's like, I don't have to. Like I'm He's, getting paid. We need another Hall of Fame for guys like him and yeah, these kind of white like chocolate, the kind Rasheed, of these enigmatic, super talented guys who never got there, but we kind of love them anyway. Yeah, we're like, yeah, that's my man. Have Gilbert Arenas out in front. Because mm-hmm. the great thing with Jr., they come back from three one in the sixteen finals. And you kind of want Jr. in those games, yeah. right? Like he's not—he's not, he's not going to be afraid. You yep. can win a game seven on the road if he's out there. He's going to yeah. shoot it from fifty feet out. He's going to take some shots, the... and you're going to be like, "What are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. 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 There's twenty-eight seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> Why are you shooting a three? Like you know, Jr. shoots it from out of bounds. Like, like, yeah. Incredible. Oh, it went in. You see the refs like, does it? Jr. Smith unties start. his shoes and puts his warm-up suit back on. This is a weird strategy. He's amazing. Uh, he's a good player. I asked somebody the other day. I was talking to a fan who's, who's a Knicks fan, Knicks fan who's a friend. And we were saying, how many franchises, if you have coaches, mm-hmm. players, and future draft picks, how many franchises would the Knicks, would trade places with the Knicks? How many franchises? So um, basically like, would the Nets take everything they had and be like, we'd rather ha- have what the, the all the Knicks assets. Right. I definitely think the have. Nets. I think the Nets would for sure. The three we came up with: the Nets, the Pistons, because oh, yeah. the Pistons are your cap situation's better. Yeah, than the Charlotte Hornets. We thought maybe. Oh, wow. Okay, I, I was I would I would jump out the window and say Atlanta because it's like they're so middling. But Atlanta's got a top three pick. Oh yeah, cap yeah, space. Yeah. Like there's some hope. The Knicks have Porzingis recovered from knee surgery. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Dolan come out yesterday and say uh, he's not Chris Apps is not coming back next season? At all? Uh, no. That's what, that's what it said on Twitter. And I was like, how does Dolan know? Did Dolan just Dolan, say you can't come back? Is or? Dolan the doctor? Is doctor? Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 Dr. Dolan. Oh, that's not looking good, pal. <laughs> it's not looking good. It just puts I could see James Dolan dressing up as a doctor to save money instead of hiring an actual <laughs> <laughs> Nick's doctor. One more break to talk about my buddies at FrameBridge. They make it super easy and affordable to custom frame your favorite things from art prints and posters to the photos on your phone. I can't think of a better friend on Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day is coming up. Go to framebridge.com, upload your photo from your computer or directly from your Instagram feed for them to print. If it's a physical item like ticket stubs, art prints, or posters, they'll provide secure prepaid packaging. 
so you can mail it in for free. The expert team at FrameBridge custom frames your item in days, delivers your finished ready to hang piece directly to your door instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store. Their prices start at $39. All shipping is free. They have thousands of five-star reviews. They even offer a happiness guarantee. If you aren't 100% satisfied with the order, they will make it right. You've probably seen, I post on Instagram. I hope you're following me on Instagram. I'm the best over 45 follow on Instagram. Oh yeah, it's me and Nas. Is Nas over 45? Yeah, me and Nas are the two best over 45 follows on Instagram. And I'll post photos of, of me and the guests and you'll see these beautiful frame pictures over my shoulder. Framebridge did everything in my office, including the Bruce Springsteen Born to Run poster that uh, is... Nas is 44, my bad. Nas, my bad. We're the best over 44 and over follows on, uh, on Instagram. Anyway, order a custom grip for any mom in your life right from your phone. You could even do it. Go to framebridge.com, use promo code BS to save an additional 15% off your first order. Framebridge.com, promo code BS. It's amazing how they always miss the guy they should have taken. Like this year was Donovan Mitchell, who they clearly, who, who they could have had. Now, if we know, we, if mm -hmm. we knew then what we know Remember now, it would have been an amazing pick. I'm Ste still mad about Jordan Hill, bro. That like, he was one pick after Steph, right? Yeah. Like I'm like I I'm I wonder if he's still even in the league. But you have to also think about this: if the Knicks had gotten Steph, would Steph be the Steph he is today? No, he would, his ankles would have fallen apart. He He'd probably had the Knicks would have done something yeah. stupid no. with him, or he would probably be working on your show. No. Damn! I keep saying I was like the Knicks. <laughs> he's got a mad leg cast. Yeah. He's like, all right, he's we're speeding. Stop. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, Steph Curry. Hey, Steph, tell him about that time he played in the NBA for six months. <laughs> no, it's funny because people were saying like, you know, when Derrick Rose got hurt the first time or whatever, and they, they were talking about it was trade talks, trade rumors. We're, on the, we're doing the podcast, and I was like. The Knicks are going to get Derrick Rose. Oh, everyone They're going to get Derrick Rose in like four now years. Everybody knew that. They're going to get Derrick Rose in four Beasley. years. And both of all, every ligament in his body has deteriorated. And that's exactly what happened. Every time one of your ligaments tears, you get more attracted to the Knicks. Yeah. It's funny how the Knicks never get the right lottery pick, but they've somehow had almost all of the lottery picks mm -hmm. have passed through the Knicks at some point. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I think Derrick Rose and, and, uh, and Beasley were one, two in that draft. Mm -hmm. And if you had said then 10 years ago, these guys are going to be in the Knicks. Or 10 years from now, these guys are both going to be in the Knicks. You'd be like, wow. Championship. Wow. Amazing. Yo, what damn. happened? Then you go to Beasley's house and you're like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> you yeah, guys yeah. love Beasley, though. Yeah, we I love, love him. him. Because he reminds us he reminds us of ourselves. Yeah. Like, if we were playing basketball, yeah. I feel like Has Michael Beasley. Has he come on your show? Not yet, no, but not it's yet. weird because the Knicks, their practice is at the same time as when we film. I don't understand why that's keeping them from coming on right now, but we're working on it. All the Knicks want to come. A lot of New York sports people want to come on our show because they yeah. love it. Chris Stapps loves our show. So we're definitely trying to have these people through. Yeah, walk me through that. So since the last time I saw your show has taken off and now it seems like it's at even a better place. Yeah. Oh, so are you? Are people hitting you up saying, I want to come on? Oh, that yeah, before it was people. like, you could tell, like the first, I want to say month of the show, it's like people we know that we can call yeah. from our phones and be like, hey, do you want to come and do the show? And they would be like, yeah, no doubt. Of and course. then we post on Instagram, like tonight's guest. And everyone's like, who? Who? Who is this? I mean? And now it's like, even last night, I'll run into a celebrity and they're just like, was just watching your show, bro. Got to get on it. And I'm like, you got to contact the booker. And then people getting mad yeah. at the booker, like, we're booked for a couple of like, weeks. We You're saw like, stand. You people like, I need to get on it now. We, like, like, nah. we randomly ran into Too Short after like some party. And he was like, hey, hey, man, I watch y'all show every night, man. I got to come up there, y'all. I, I, I got to come fuck with y'all, man, for real. I watch the show every night. 
And you, I was like, yo, you're too short. Like CC was telling us, like all the Yankees watching, yeah. they're probably Bro, like, like he's texting me new. like, yo, Tracy Morgan's wild. Like, yo, it's out of control. It's nuts. And, uh, who, who's the other guy? Um, no, it's a, the reach is wild. Like even you had KD on here and KD knows about us. Like yeah. that was like, you've had a couple guests I was like secretly a little bit jealous of. Like recently. who? Aaron you Holden? had uh, Iman Shumpert. Well, see, didn't you just have <laughs> Seth Rogen on? Yeah, for the yeah, same time. Twice. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. That's the homie. Yeah. Um, no, you had another one. And I was like, man, okay. Was it Rachel Maddow? Because what happens is, I think when, once the show hits a certain thing, and it's happened with this podcast too, to some degree, but like all the people in the public relations areas, oh, yeah. they start making their lists like, oh, we've got gotta a movie coming out. Gotta do this one, gotta do that It'll be really good to go on this. And it seems like you guys are now on that list. It's funny though, because people put us on that list and they come in like, these are the talking points. And it's like, right. No, yeah, we don't play that. that's not what we're doing. Then yeah, we get on the show and I'm like, doing. How do you feel about analingus? Yeah. <laughs> you out here eating butt. You know what I'm saying? So, They're you know, like, like what? so it's it's very iffy for a politician because it's just like, yes. if you can't hang with us, you could you could torpedo your whole campaign there. Yeah, like if right. you come off looking real stiff or you're not able to like laugh at a joke about yourself. So I kind of, you, like it seems, cause we had Kristen, uh, yeah, Kristen, Kristen Gillibrand, Kristen Gillibrand and it's uh, like, Espiat, uh, Eric Holder. And we and were just in GQ. They mentioned that in an article about her, that she came on our show. So other politicians are like, Oh, maybe I need to come here. And I'm like, fam, watch the show Be first. Careful. Watch yeah, the show watch first. The show. Watch several episodes first and, mm-hmm. let go. and have, maybe listen to the podcast first have you had somebody end up on the show that clearly knew nothing about the show and nothing about what was going to happen and oh, you kind of you know walk them through it usually what happens is people sit in the other room and they watch the first part of the show so they get a feel for it and they're just like oh okay, okay if you just come in cold and you're just like you, yeah. you're just gonna be like what's going on yeah. <laughs> what like where's the questions what why are we sitting so close together because um paula Patton came and was a guest and she was uh, kind of like in that back room that he's talking about. And she was watching as we're taping. And like, I thought she was just going to be like, you know, I'm Hollywood, Hollywood actress. Like, blah, blah, blah. I have no frame of reference for her. And she came in and she was mad fun. Yeah. She was like, oh, I love this interview because yeah. it's not like regular interviews. And I'm yeah. not doing a press junket. You yeah. guys are mad cool. You guys are not trying to hit me with gotcha questions. It's like, because it doesn't make any Like, you want people to feel comfortable when they come on the show. You yeah. want them to be able, like, yo, these are my guys. They're not going to put me in it. If there's a controversial thing going in your life, we'll talk about it ahead of time. I'll be like, fam, if you don't want to talk about this, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to get messy, whatever. No gotcha stuff. We're not setting people up for viral vids so they go, you know, yeah. they traffic get like a like certain club Bill we went Simmons, on. You know, talks about shitting on glass table. Like, no, that'll never happen. I would. I mean, <laughs> she wanted me to. I, Bill Simmons I don't has to do it anymore. Bill Simmons has to come back on the show and do a shot for shot remake of the Tracy Morgan interview. I want to see that. Oh, that'd be unbelievable. I want to see that. <laughs> Was that your number one interview so far, Tracy Morgan? Yo, he, I, I'm for, like, well, it wasn't really an interview. It was kind of like, hey, we're on screen with Tracy Morgan. It was, take it away, Tracy Morgan. Take it away, Tracy Morgan. And it was wild. I mean, to me, like, I, I was kind of like, I don't like. We had Diddy on. We had Will B. Goldberg on. We had a lot of. We had Eric fucking Holder on, and he yeah. took my chain and ran away with it. But like, Tracy Morgan to me is, is was different because like I went to the same high school he went to. Mm-hmm. We lived around the same area. Like I used to see him a lot. Yeah. In the Bronx. And like he had a Jaguar with spinning rims. Yeah. And to a teenage kid, it's like, yo, you got a Jag with spinning rims. Yo, that's crazy. Like, I aspire to be you. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and he's he's never, never not changed. been Tracy Morgan. Yeah. yeah. And we've always grown up watching him, watching his comedy and stuff. And then after the uh, accident with the Walmart truck, now just to hear him, like he's still Tracy Morgan. But every now and then he'll have that moment where he's like, yo, I almost died. I almost died. Yeah. I lost my best friend. And like, you can see it in the interview, like those moments come and he's just like. 
he's just giving you words of advice like yo don't don't waste your life life yeah. is short but then he goes back to like the old tracy morgan but every couple of moments the fact that he almost died in that accident he lost his best friend come back and you're just like damn because he even said he was like i'd give this all up to get my best friend back and we we're just like that's heavy i was like shit we had kimmel launched in 2003 in mm-hmm. january and uh when i was writing for it and he would always tell me like tracy's the funniest guy like out yeah. of everyone he's just force of nature funny so we had this green room and it was like a big it was like kind of a scene the first year and you know, people go, it was in the bottom and it was almost like a bar underneath the show. And right. it was oh, a little boy. out of control. And like the third or fourth night, Tracy Morgan was there. He wasn't even on the show. And uh, at some point I just looked over and he had no shirt on. He was just standing on a table and he's just kind of <laughs> dancing, dancing. Hold, holding two drinks. And I was like, this is exactly what I thought would happen exactly. when I moved there. A shirtless Tracy Morgan. You yes. know how disappointed you are if you hang with Tracy Morgan and his shirt doesn't come off? No. He's on brand all the time. I don't know how he does it. He's one of those people. It's not, he doesn't have to like turn it on. Like he comes and this Tracy Morgan 24 seven. Yeah, I'm always jealous of those people. Yeah, but it's you know what those I kind can't of tell people. You guys might be like that though. That's what I'm saying. Like I was, I was gonna say like that's why I admire him so much and I look up to him so much is because he's not. It's like you you use the term on brand. Like he is Tracy Morgan. Right. Like there his is brand no brand. Is, right. Like, yeah, his right. brand is like I'm me. Like take <laughs> right. it or leave it. You know what I mean? And people have kind of like that. But we we know when to like calm down. Like we're yeah. not just gonna come in here and start tagging on the walls and kicking stuff over. Like fuck you, Bill Simmons. Like that. That's kind of exhausting. I might come in and tag on the wall. Though. I might and then also wall. sometimes like being in comedy, sometimes you see people and they're like that, and you're just like, there's something wrong there. Like you shouldn't be funny all the time like that. There's that was the Robin Williams. The Robin conundrum. Williams. Growing up, I always, always saw just that. Always on, 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 every, yeah. all the Growing time. Growing up, I always used to like feel so bad for Robin Williams because I was like, that's not how it works. I was like, no, I was like, he's super funny, but he's not him. You the know what I mean? Like, thing. I think that's right. a, but the, the the to me the difference between those two guys is like. Tracy Morgan is like, I'm Tracy Morgan from Brooklyn in the Bronx. And Robin Williams was like, would come into this character and then go into this character and then go into this character and then go into this character. And it's just so much like I could. But they were both using they're both using comedy to get through something because Robin Williams was suffering from depression and all types of stuff. Right. And so, you know, like all these characters you're doing, like he's just trying to keep you laughing and trying to keep himself laughing. And you see it. You're like, damn, what's he going like? It doesn't. It wasn't apparent until he died. A lot of people didn't see that. Like, but he would never get serious like this because he would last for two seconds. Exactly. And then he would look over there. And be like, oh, who's that? Like, I'm gonna make this guy laugh. Oh, and look, there's a black fire over there. Oh, oh, right. like you're like, oh wow. That's so, looking- yeah, I think a lot about the genuine versus real thing. That's one of the reasons I've been so fascinated with doing the podcast with Durant because we've done like these five podcasts. And that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's no public Kevin Durant. There's no private Durant. He's just like that all the yeah, time. Yeah. And that's why he likes that format. And for better and worse, like, it, it's probably kind of crazy that we do these things. And he just says anything. Yeah. Nobody else does that. What's funny is when we first were coming up, and we used to, we used to, you know, we used to, we, but we rag on everyone. We used to call oh, yeah. Kevin Durant Swaggerless McGee because we were just like, <laughs> he's so boring. He's so he's that yeah. zero swag. He's, like just, you're an he's not like hanging it, out in the NBA, or whatever. Because yeah, if you think of all the leagues, like the NBA is the coolest league by but far. Now, by far. But now, especially recently, since he joined the Warriors and like his persona, I'm just like, oh wow. Like you said, that's just Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is not a guy with like 60 gold chains and Look, just doing the donut in the Marcial, you know, like in the Maserati just, or anything. He, he just has a lot of fun this seven five. Yeah. I think I and get the feeling the from a lot of these guys that they make decisions, and I don't think he's like this, but they make decisions based on how does this look to the outside exactly. world. Exactly. Right. 
And that that's it's not really an issue with LeBron because I, I think LeBron's amazing. Mm-hmm. The fact that he came from where he came from and had all that shit thrown at him from age 17 on and the way he's handled it, I think is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always do feel like there's calculations with him at all times. Yeah. Especially how he uses that uninterrupted thing and how he uses uh his social media and oh, his, yeah, like how he takes little breaks for playoffs like, and stuff. This will be the right thing for me to do now. Right. And I should handle it this way because this was but I, I don't. I'd love to know what the real LeBron's like. I don't think like we know. I'm sure there's this his other LeBron knows about it, but with we'll his never, buddy, yeah, his yeah. inner circles. That's the LeBron. We don't know what that guy's yeah, like. I love you think LeBron find. is like hood as shit on the low. Like he's super hood. Like, like I feel like it, the real LeBron is 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 not not necessarily not what he presents to us, but that's a part of what he presents to us. But the the real actual core LeBron is super duper hood. Like. I could I could see it. I could feel it. Like I feel well, they, like if, Jordan was you'd always heard that Jordan had this other side. Oh, we had, oh yeah. We always saw public Jordan. Mm-hmm. You, you know the Millionaire story? You, yeah, you I wrote so that? I wrote that was the thing I wrote about in my book, which is randomly being next to him when he was playing Bure mm-hmm. with a couple of his buddies and he turned into Jordan. He's yeah. Like, yeah. MFing everybody yeah. and just mm-hmm. doing the bully thing and laughing and cracking jokes. He had a yeah. cigar and I'm like, Oh, that's you, that's, that's who you are. So I yeah. wonder who that Le- who LeBron's version of that yeah. is. But like you said, LeBron is so calculating. I don't think we'll like there will never be a camera around when that Le- real LeBron comes out. Yeah, like he we're never you're never gonna have that weird moment of LeBron wilding out. You think out he's in the calculating, club. or you think he's just careful, or, that, be, or maybe it's both. Both a little bit yeah. of both. Because to get to as far as he's gotten, you can't be sloppy. You have yeah. to know exactly yeah, every move sure. you make. Like I think probably everything he's done since the that announcement with the flames and everything. I don't think that worked out exactly the way he wanted it to. Yeah. And ever since then, he's just been playing chess. Like everything, he's measuring the pros and cons. Should I do this? Should I sign with Kia? Like, think about it. Like, you signing with Kia? Like, who signs with Kia? No one. Kias are not cool. He signs with Kia. He is the, when you think Bring LeBron, you think of Sprite the, is my favorite one lately for LeBron. Yeah. Like, you're not he, Sprite. That, he clearly like, which soda should I go in? And he weighs all the choices. <laughs> and he's been with Sprite for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember but, I mean, that he one, has this new campaign now with the, with the, the beer, pitcher, the pitching. Yeah. And was it, it feels like he's, very, he's more Spritey lately. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, or we could be totally wrong. And he's just like boring LeBron dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I think he's, I think he's more. He seems fun. Fun. I bet he's more competitive and more fun. Like, I bet he'd be fun to go to a casino with if nobody knew who he was oh, and stuff like man. that. Yeah. Who knows? I was watching some show where he was playing cards with somebody. I think it was, I think it's his show, the Survivor's Remorse uh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were playing cards and he was just there, like, acting. He's a pretty good actor, by the way. He is a good actor. He was yeah. good in Trainwreck. I was really surprised. Yeah, I know. We, uh, we had John Cena on and we were like, yo, you were great in Trainwreck. And he was like, he was like, no, LeBron is actually much better than me in Trainwreck. I was like, <laughs> Wow, okay. That was you, because I did not see Trainer. Also, but. your hands are massive. I have the screener. Yeah. What's, what do you Russell Westbrook thought? <laughs> Shut the Russell deal. Westbrook? He's a great player. Like, he's amazing. He I doesn't get mentioned enough, I, I don't him. think. Well, I mean, he's pretty much mentioned, but I mean, like, for what he's pulling off, that really should be, like, the breaking story every night. Would you want to play with him? Absolutely... Depending, <laughs> you said play with him, <laughs> play play with him, like be on his team. Oh right? yeah, definitely. Just keep passing ball to him. Yeah, like, here you go. I'll be like, yo, here, yo, 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 Russ, Russ, get open, get open. Yo, Russ, yo, you triple team it over Yo, Russ, here, yo, Russ, it's your shot, it's your shot, big boy. Yo, you he's like, yo, you open for the corner three. I'm like, no, 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 that's you. Take it to the rack. I'm like, yo, Russ, bring it up the court, bring it up the court. Give it to me, I will pass it back. <laughs> Give me uh, the New York. 
power rankings now that Francesa is out of the way. What happens in New York? There's no, there's no, there's no, without the fall, we got Michael nothing. Corleone died. Like yeah. we just didn't, we couldn't make out father four. Everyone has jokes on Francesa. This season without Francesa is just painful. I, no kidding. I've had him on my podcast yes. like seven times. Damn. Um, that, after that Red Sox Yankee fight. You want to hear Francesa? You want to hear, you want to hear, you want to hear Francesa? You want to hear him at that Opening salvo from 1 p.m. Yep. to 1 20. Yep. We just goes on a rant and doesn't even do a WFAM break. Godless. And you want to hear him bring it back up at four o'clock. Godless smooth by the Giants. They just have, line. Man, we, got, we got Sweeney on. He's just like, it's that boy. You can't even understand him because he's so mad. He picked yeah. a bad year to leave because like this Yankees year. Red Sox thing would have been oh, great. Oh man, the, the Mets Giants, are good again. He hates the Giants turnover. Giants with the second pick. No. Oh, oh. Frank, he has to come back. He doesn't miss it. He's doing something. He's going to announce something. He's going to announce something soon. Uh, Netflix, Netflix is going to give him $100 million. <laughs> It'll be something great. I still can't believe he retired because that was just like, that was such a New York icon. Yeah. Like when it was Mike and the Mad Dog, like even then I would listen because I used to work from home and I would, it would come on like direct TV on the Yes Network. So you just leave your TV on in the background for five hours of just yelling about stuff. People were calling in first time, long time. But now there's no Mike. And we always make jokes about, you know, like he didn't always have the best stats or the best views, yeah. but he was entertaining. He was very entertaining. We did a podcast two weeks ago. We started talking about whether it was too, whether the Sixers were too young to make the finals. So my case was like, when did the Sixers? When, can I ask you when? When, did when the you're Sixers ready, you're ready. Mm-hmm. They just they're fucking talented. Yeah. Like, you how, know? When did this happen? Like I, it happened like, in the last three months. Ben Simmons went to another level, and it's like they might be ready. What was Mike's? So I was that? saying, I was saying, you know, this has happened. It happened with the '86 Rockets. Happened with the '95 Magic, '77 Blazers. He's like, no. No, Bill Walton was four years college, and and then he's like, and you remember in, in round one if Lionel Hollins didn't make that jumper in the game three, and and it was just on the spot, was yeah. ready to talk seventy seven uh, Blazers. He <laughs> <laughs> said all in on a seventy seven Blazers like, conversation. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know we were gonna have. I feel like sports talk radio should be like one of those jobs that you have to die to quit. Yes. Like you can't retire. hundred percent agree. Yeah. Like you have to like be able to not speak anymore to, to, to quit that job. Think of, like, now think about it. You're just that stool and is buying like some cheese or whatever. And Mike Francis is next yeah. to you. Like, hey, Mike. How you doing? And he's like, yeah, remember 96? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Remember the pitching change in the fourth game? Who caught that last out? Yeah. You don't remember, huh? huh? Get out of my way. Charlie Hayes. Yeah. He <laughs> can't. Can't. sports facts is in your mind. <laughs> who who the, popped up to end the series? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Classico. Yeah. New York's always had kind of the guy for sports, and it seems like there's a vacuum now. There's, there's a vacuum. The guy. There's they're trying to. I feel like they're trying to force that. Uh, what's his name? Don Lagreca guy. The, the the guy with Michael K. Yeah, like I the Don. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Don. I'm, I don't know. He seems. You know what? He seems like a. It seems very Francesa like ish. It's like too, diet Francesa. Yeah, like, and like he's trying to. It seems like some twenty eight year old kid can just rise up the ranks and immediately own New York. Nah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, you know what it is. No, you have to know somebody with talent who comes in right now and the right vacuum now, that's in could immediately have traction. They could, they but could, you know, but you I have to like... know. You have to know your sports. Yeah, you yeah, to, yeah. Have, And it's not even about knowing the current sports. You have to know, like, no, you have to have the, the history go back. Like you said, like yeah. the seven, like he was just on on point with the seventy seven Blazers. Like you got to be, you got to, you got to be ready for for me to call up and be like, yeah, whatever happened to Kiyagawa? Yeah, huh? Like if you don't get that reference, you can't, you cannot be. That's one of my biggest issues with the whole sports talk culture now. First of all, it's a lot of younger people, but it's also people that don't go backwards with stuff. So yeah. you saw it in the playoffs where you would hear this argument, you know, after the first two rounds of the NFL playoffs, because the NFL playoffs was pretty good. People mm-hmm. were like, best playoffs ever? Yeah. And yeah. It's, like, it's like, no. Let's, let's go relax. backwards, let's actually. Go back. Here, I'll, I'll present some options. Can mm-hmm. you even name three of the teams that were in? Well, give me 1990. Yeah. Name three teams that were mm-hmm. in. 
But it's just people. They just want to do best ever, greatest ever. Best they just ever. want to do it constantly. Yeah. And I mean, like I've first game in like three years. Like, I fam, remember, have you ever watched these sports before? Yeah. I remember the 97 Super Bowl. I think it was Packers, Patriots. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that was an amazing Super Bowl. I don't even know what the score was, but I just remember watching it. I think it's people apply their own personal experiences with stuff and, yeah. and just throw it out there. And it's like, the world is going to agree with me. Like, nah, dude, like I didn't enjoy that Super Bowl. That shit was kind of, you lame. see with basketball. Now there's a lot of basketball celebration now, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in the media. Yeah. I'm like, like greatest got, like, ever, best ever, best playoffs ever. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh uh, yeah. We all love Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Like he's great. But like, can we stop talking about him for like two seconds? Like, People love celebrating basketball players. They love it. I think it's crazy with how popular basketball is. Yeah, because I remember the time it was not this popular. When, when I was a kid, it was like I, I felt like I was kind of an outcast. With how much I love yeah. the NBA, Ugh. and now it's just like, and now it it's is, the it's opposite. It. Who do you think? I, I want to ask you. Who do you think made it that way? Because in my opinion, it was Allen Iverson. Everybody says Michael Jordan, but to me, it was Allen Iverson that, that made, made basketball it cool. Cool. Like super, like extra, extra cool. Like Michael Jordan made it cool-ish. Well, Jordan made it cool for everybody. Right. Iverson was the first. Like hip hop. Like, yo, cool I'm wearing a Iverson, white tee to my, to my press. Because you're talking you know about all this stuff that's going on in the 90s mm-hmm. concurrently where you have hip hop's taking off. Yep. But first in the late 80s, but really in the early, early 90s, 90s yeah, becomes yeah. a mainstream. And that had to bleed over in basketball in some mm-hmm. way, and it bled over. Iverson was kind of the proxy. Yeah. yeah. Made David Stern change the rules. I thought, see, I thought Kenny Anderson would have been another one, but I, when he got to the NBA, I don't know what happened. Yeah. In yeah. another, there's another universe where Kenny Anderson be is the guy. Yeah. yeah. Where he goes to a different team. He has his head on straight. He's not drinking. Yeah. And he's just like kind of how we feel about Ben Simmons right now. I yeah. felt weird. Cause we did like this charity event, um, for with Pricewater, Kyle yeah, Cooper, so yeah, shout out to them, and like you know there was a bunch of you know public school kids coming through saying hi to everybody. David Tyree was there. I, I'm sure you hate him. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. like him. <laughs> <laughs> Lorraine Bracco was there. You know a bunch of celebrities. It was, it was like, a weird mix. It was, it was, it was, it was, you know nice mix of people, and um. Kenny Anderson was there, and we see him and we're like, oh shit, Kenny Anderson. Yeah. And all these like 12, 13 year old kids are like, do you play basketball? This one kid goes, yeah. My dad would know who you are. And I was like, the disrespect. Oh man, I was like, like, wow, that was me. That Georgia Tech team was iconic. You know what I'm saying? And then nah. these kids are like, did you, what do you do besides wear a blazer now? They're like, give it up for Jesse Barfield. We're like, whoa. whoa. It was like, it was like uh, are you a Jackson? <laughs> Jesse Barfield. <laughs> that, that's the thing. The NBA now, all these guys make it. There's no, there's no cautionary tale stories. There's yeah. no guy who, who started doing coke or drinking too much yeah. or got paid too much too soon yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But is there a drug now that could kill you? Like there was, there's no, no there's no cocaine equivalent. You on can't a, OD on weed. I've tried. Also, like, if you're, if you're well, soaping think, activists, you're not playing basketball. You're not know, on the court like, yeah. I don't yo. know if Molly's great for you. Molly on, on, on basketball? <laughs> no, just like for... If, yeah, but... If Molly you're an NBA star, you take a Molly and... Molly, like... <laughs> <laughs> just bring your teeth like... Yeah. Just ah, pound the ball yeah. No, take the ball. It feels great. Touch it. Look, feel all the, feel all the ripples on it. You're just rubbing it. the net on your oh face like, God, yeah. This is yeah. real leather. Oh, my God. It feels so good against my skin. The, I, Twenty-four second violation. <laughs> yeah, the closest them, would bro. be, I guess, like no one shows up. Or anyone showing up drunk at games? No. I mean, I feel like Jr. No, I feel like Jr. Happened, located. That's happened in the past, that's, but. Yeah, Vin, Vin, Vin oh yeah, crazy Ryan. Vin yeah, Vin yeah. Vin got a lot of issues with that. Yeah, uh, there's some bad ones. The '90s claimed a lot of dudes where it would just be like if you imagine the NBA now and you just 
crossed off six guys mm-hmm. randomly. Yeah. Be like, no, actually, Portland doesn't have CJ McCollum. And yep. you just went through and it would be like the league wouldn't be as fun. No, That's why yeah. the league's fun now because we have so much talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talent. And it, and it's people, are, they're, they're more like, multi, the players are more multidimensional. Like yeah. I, I remember watching in the 90s and watching like a dude like Rick Smith could not play in the NBA today. It'd be rough. Yeah. It'd be hard for him. You to had like really. every the right team, team, right coach. You know every what I mean? team had yeah. that like, one guy. You're you're the three point shooter. Yeah. You're the rebounder. You're the, yeah, you're the rebounder. You're this guy. You're that guy. You're the guy that comes in and gives us six fouls a game. You know what I mean? Like, and now it's like, no, I'm the three point shooter, rebounder, and the center. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm everything. So you, you guys like Kawhi Leonard, KD, like they do everything. LeBron, like they do literally everything on the court. That's my big dis- disappointment with Carmelo this year. Is I was really excited for old guy Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Like the let from ages thirty four to forty, where yeah. he's just a spot up three point shooter, but yeah. still thinks he's the best guy in the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really thought he was gonna be great at that. And he's basically in that situation, OKC, okay, and he's not good he's at not it. I don't know. I'm th- not gonna give up on him yet, though. I'm not. I'm not because I gave him. I call. I call him like he has the Paul Pierce game, where it's like, dude, you're out of shape. Old man game. Yeah. Old, man, old game. man game. YMCA game. Yeah, you got that step back jumper. You got a, like a little couple moves here the and there. Mark you got Jackson, the open under. Check kind of thing. Yeah, the triple threat, you know what I mean? Set up and everything like that. Like he, the fundamental basketball. You know what I mean? Like that's, he's good at that. I'm like, he's yo, looked, this dude can play till he's 40. He's looked semi-washed this year. I'm worried. Yeah. I think yeah. he needs to. Here's what I want to read about him they or Dwayne Wade. I know I want to read the, I'm in the best shape of my life. I worked out with the Navy SEALs this summer, like to find out. We've like, never read that story about Dwayne Wade really ever this mm-hmm. decade. Uh, same thing with Carmelo. Like Dwayne Wade, he went to Miami and he actually got back in shape. There was a whole story about it. Yeah. He showed up in Miami at the worst body fat in the team. Yeah, it's like you're a professional athlete, dude. And now he's like, you're the fourth best guard of all time. Get in fucking shape. It's what? Thirty four. What is he? What, but he turned that shit around. He bro. turned it far fast. He got money. He could yeah. do that. Hey, I think Melo's kind of like hey, I can, but I'm uh, an OKC. Like, what am I just sexy for? I mean, I'm rather just chill and eat these mm. Doritos. Watch, you watch. Know, Lala's here. So, I got my hats. I'm good. Last break to talk about my friends from SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. Remember, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase in any game or sporting event for NBA, NHL, baseball, whatever, you know what to do. Use promo code BS. They have been great sponsors for this podcast really the entire time I've had it since I left ESPN. Um, Such good friends that when Justin Timberlake had a concert at the Forum, coming this weekend time perfectly right before my daughter's 13th birthday. I, I hit up my friends at SeatGeek and I said, can you help me? Can I get some JT tickets for my daughter? Guess what? My friends at SeatGeek came through. They got me a bunch of tickets for my daughter. It turned into a week long drama. as She tried to figure out who to invite. Uh, I'll tell you seventh grade girl drama is the best. We figured it out. She's going to see JT. She loves JT. It's going to be great. It would not have happened without my friends from SeatGeek. That's the kind of people they are. That's why I keep telling you to check out SeatGeek. Remember, $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. $20 off. Unbelievable. For ba- You go to a Marlins game and you pay minus $18 because I think those tickets are $2. Anyway, download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. Back to me and the Bodega Boys. 
I really like Charlemagne. What, what what is this this you guys versus the Breakfast Club? Is this gonna be no, all right? It's not, no, it's not. It's I don't want to be in the crossfire on this because no, no, I love no, you no, guys. No, no, if not, I have to pick, I'll pick. It's not no. who are you picking? Well, I pick you guys because there's two of you. No, we're cool. We're cool with Charlemagne. We're cool with Angela Lee. Bro, Charlemagne lives in the town over from me. Like we talk all the time. Charlemagne's a good dude. Yeah, Charlemagne's good people. Charlemagne, it was because Charlemagne had us on Common Sense, which is a wonderful show on MTV Two, and. He made sure we had the C block on there. And every yeah. week we had our little five minute segment and people were just like, they're terrible. Stop having him on. And Charlamagne was like, those are my guys. No, so we'll keep shout out to Charlamagne. And we now we're good. we'll be back on Breakfast Club one day yeah. with X security. Can you <laughs> can you give our listeners the 30 second Cliff Notes version of what happened with this? Okay, what happened with Brolio? We went on to Breakfast Club. We were promoting our five borough tour, one show every night in every borough in New York City. Sold nope. out. We killed Great it, by idea. the way. Great Killed idea. it. Thank you. And we go up there and DJ Envy was upset because we made a joke about, he said it was a joke about his wife. If you actually watch the clip, it wasn't. It wasn't about his wife. And the way they played it on the show, they cut it off before the full joke was said. Because we said at the end, just kidding, just kidding. We don't know, whatever, whatever. They did that. He knew it was a setup. He had to call Joe Button mm. like weeks earlier and was like, wait, I got something for them when they come up here. <laughs> it was, it was, it's hilarious. It's like if Love and Hip Hop had no women in it Mm -hmm. because joe budden calls me on the phone he (laughs) says on his podcast like he's like yo when they come up here we're just like so then he calls me he's like yo he's like yo it's about to go down like y'all ready and then i tell him i'm like yo apparently uh envy has something for us he mentions it to me i don't even pay any mind yeah i'm like whatever like whatever we're just gonna go do the breakfast club it's mad early in the morning so we go we you know what nothing's weird before we even do the interview he he doesn't say anything to us just shake our hand or whatever but it's like there's like 10 minutes in between like we're getting mic'd up it's no big deal so we get in there and he's like morning it's dj envy welcome to the welcome to breakfast club we got guests today we got dickhead and pussy today i was like oh okay i was like oh okay now I see what's going on. I see the energy. And he was like apologizing. We got dickheaded pussy. Yeah, so our regular days, <laughs> which is very childish. Also, I'm like, you can't get better names. I was like, bro, call there's me, no, there's call, no P and Mel. You know, call like, me dickheaded pussy. Like, my son wouldn't even do that. Yeah. I'm like, who invited this? My two year old nephew. But like, it's crazy. So that he's like apologized to my wife, and we're just like, we was like, yo, we thought you could take a joke. With. We thought we was cool, but if you want, we apologize. And then he sat there mad for the five more minutes he sat in the interview, and then he walked out the interview. And then Charlemagne, being Charlemagne, God bless him. He was like, "Yo, if you need five minutes outside, like we could, we could you could do that." And I was like, "Yo, I got my spanks on, I'm ready to go." And yeah. I'm laughing the whole time. We didn't know. He's like, he's like, super quiet. Then he gets up and leaves. Mm-hmm. And then Charlemagne's like, "Oh my god!" Like, can we put the so video dramatic. camera on? So on dramatic. But because now. we have worked very hard to get to where we are in this industry, yeah. and we had a tour to promote, our media training kicked in. Yep. Continued the interview, very professional. Yep. That's great to hear. That's what you do. Yeah. You, you can't guys let are people, pros now. You yeah. can't let people get... Listen, as I said on the show, I'm not going to mess up my bag because you're in your bag of feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I have a job to do and I get paid to do this job and you want to be emotional, go do that on your coffee break. So you're saying like two years ago, maybe that maybe escalates? I, maybe not even for me. I, I don't know, because... You said two years. Oh, if this was two years previous, you guys two years ago in this situation. Oh my god, uh, we probably be, like not even no joke. We probably would have been in jail. It depends on it like, depends on like like uh, my mother because two years ago we were two different. We were straight yeah. from the Bronx, and it was never about going to Hollywood. We were yeah. just doing the podcast for like Complex, yeah. and even when we were doing it, we were just like, eh, I don't think this podcast thing is gonna work out. Right, and we were still carrying box cutters at that time. Yeah. So I, I mean, I feel like it would have been totally dependent on the conversation I would have had with my wife that morning. Think about yeah. like, like if it would have been positive, like I would have been like, okay. Just Think about Dusty Jesus and Dusty Merrill, and we walk into a radio booth, 
And the first thing out of someone's mouth is someone calls me a dickhead and calls him a pussy. <sighs> Ain't enough security. <laughs> Ain't enough security to keep two people from the Bronx from jumping over that table. But and God's almost, working on uh, all of us. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but like you said, media training. Because I almost took it to the next level and got up and sat in his chair and just p- was going to pretend to be him for the rest of the interview. Yeah. And then something yeah, was like, it's yeah, just yeah, like, that's kind of like baiting the bear. Yeah, and then it's like, the, you know what? The thing is like now, the problem is we're forever going to be linked with DJ Envy. Like, we'll nah, go other places. I, I don't think so. No, it ha- anytime we do an interview now, it's like DJ Envy. We go, we were in How JFK. many months ago is it? This was... This was it. That a was a month like, ago. It wasn't that long ago. Like, nah. a, month, a month ago. But when we go places, no way. It, it'll it'll fade in. Six no, months. because you have people who have never heard of us until this. So what happens? Is people oh, on the street now they go fuck DJ Envy. But if he didn't pull that off, I wouldn't have seen you guys on TMZ. You guys are the funniest people I've ever seen. We get DMs like that every day. So, so shout like expanded, you know, the audience because there's 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 very like he said a lot of NBA people listen to the Breakfast Club. So it's like. The Breakfast Club is like the like pop culture sh- radio show for like everybody who's young and like in the know or whatever. It's, so you know, it's, it's, like, on, it's on it's Mad Channel. I have a five hundred thousand view breast Breakfast Club appearance. You know what I mean? So you're in the gang. You know what I mean? So it's like that it happened. Was, it it kind of worked like, out because yeah. like Breakfast Club gets a lot of hits. And then TMZ found out about it. Oh, and forget TMZ, it. Oh, forget TMZ. it. Then you just do the yeah. roof. And then we got, was uh, TMZ was trying to interview us about it? And yeah. then like at JFK, there's people who don't know anything about us other than, yo, you the two guys that roasted DJ Envy. Yeah. Like they don't even know Jesus and Meryl. They're like, yo, y'all the two guys from Viceland that cook DJ Envy. And I was like, you guys yo, can't even learn our names. But I mean, listen. Y'all made serious. him leave his own show. Yo, that was crazy. I was like, yeah. A girl yeah. yesterday at JFK was like, yo, it's the guys that cook DJ Envy. And I was like, all right. I mean, we'll take a picture with you. <laughs> it sounds like you just handled your business and then he just left the show. That's yeah. literally all that happened. Literally. And it was wild because it was like, bro, you do this f- five days a week? Mm-hmm. They do it five days a week. You come up here and you talk spicy about everybody and everything and everybody's relationship and everybody's life. Yeah. We say one tiny very thing. tiny innocuous thing and it's just like it, he blew it out of proportion. That's what made me think like But you know what okay, else it your was? wife told you he was trying to, to bully get in us. Our ass. Yeah. He definitely was trying to bully us because there have been other comedians that have said far worse things, far yeah. vile things directly to his face about his wife. Yeah. And he's never said anything, never questioned it. So he felt that we were pussy. He thought we were the two to press on the air. We're not the ones for you. Yeah. Interesting. Trey Song said, I forgot what he said. He said something that if anyone said that to you about your wife, you uh, would rock their fucking jaw. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, basically, like, I could take your girl or something like that. Like, it doesn't matter nope. how long you've been with her. Like, I, like I'm Trey Songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mr. Not Stereo, even, girl. Not even <laughs> way, like, way worse than what yeah. we didn't even like, we said literally there in the studio in your face like you know what I mean like come on you know it's like I say they say in New York keep that same energy yeah. as long as it doesn't affect our our relationship with oh, Charlamagne no, we oh, no, we're, we're, we're straight good. and it's funny because they can't you guys in Charlamagne they interviewed him post the whole thing and they were like nah we cool we, we don't got no beef blah, blah 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 it was just he put on a show for his life put on a show for you, know what, you know come on you know what it's like yeah. I don't but I, I, I don't know what that situation would be uh, like like if you forget if you, if you my screw wife up. was on a reality show and, and uh, yeah that's you know what I mean that's the other thing it's like yo you're mad at us for commenting on pop culture when our show is a commenting show about pop commenting about pop culture. So you went on it. You, you went on TV to talk about this. We talked about it and now you're mad at us. 
You're not mad at like your booking agent or your PR dude who was like, yo, go air your dirty laundry with like Sherry Shepard and whoever else is on that other like <laughs> other view show. Like, Lonnie Love. Oh, Lonnie Love. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's I apologize. another beef we have. I apologize. I apologize. That's another beef yeah. that came out of this because we can't tell the difference between the view and the read. The real? The read? The real? Is it, no, the read is popping. The read is popping. Shout out to Crystal. Sorry about you know that. And it's the real. Shout out to the uh, guys you know over there. Shout out to Jeff and Eric. Huh? But well, here's uh, what's gonna happen: hmm? the the bigger your profile gets, the more people are gonna try to start shit with you. Oh, we know it. Oh yeah, of because course. If they, they can't you know, lose either way. If you come back, that's great for them. And if you don't say anything, then they're just getting free shots at you. Yeah. They win both ways. It. He said, "If I shoot you, I'm brainless. If you shoot me, I'm famous. What you're famous? What am I supposed to do? Right? You can't win it. So you know just and but, they also forget that we are New York City public high school graduates, and that is like the that is like Navy SEAL training for <laughs> roasting people. Like you cannot get any better than that. Like that's like the, that's like the upper echelon. That's like Harvard for roasting. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. like, see like LeBron have a game and like just like how? Or like how? that time how? he did the pass through someone's leg and you're like how? How? How did, you nutmeg, how did you no look nutmeg that guy right into mm -hmm. the hoop? That's New York City Public School. What's the best New York City Public School movie in your opinion? New York City's Public School movie. Hmm. <sighs> Juice. Yeah. That's a deep question. Oh, Juice kids. Juice. Kids. Kids was kids yeah, was wild. Kids was wild. Kids, was wild. kids hasn't kids, kids hasn't aged that great. It, no, yeah. no, not in the Me Too era. Oh yeah. No. 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 no, no. Yeah. But it bridged that gap between like yeah. the '90s and like the early aughts or whatever. Like, and they showed and that's literally like, what was going on at that yeah, time. Yeah. Like in New York City. I just City watched Juice like six months ago and was shocked by how much I enjoyed it and how much it still held up. It still holds up. I watched Pain and Full the other day and said the same exact thing. I was like, wow. I was like, Cameron is actually a pretty decent actor. But you would think. Juice would not hold up because like in one of the main plot lines of Juice is like they're buying vinyl records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're shoplifting vinyl records. You're like, there's no way kids can relate to it. But you're watching and it's like, yo, yo, I can relate to the story. I also think Dangerous Minds is kind of held up too. Dangerous I haven't Minds. seen that Which wasn't one. a great movie, but it's basically a movie built around a Coolio song yes. and Michelle Pfeiffer to leather jacket. <laughs> they're looking at each other. It's All you need is Coolio and Michelle Pfeiffer. You got yeah. it. most my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fat sweaty guy. I love LV. public school movies. <laughs> what about uh? What I love he? when the public school and and things aren't going well in the school, but then there's this one person. They provide hope. So you like, Joe, oh, you like the Joe Clark movie? Which one? Joe Clark. Oh, of course. Of course. What was the movie? I love all um, those movies. The White Shadow is my favorite show growing up. What was the parody of that movie? Uh, Which one? Dangerous Minds? Or? Uh, it, it was like a parody of all those like high school movies. It's, I oh, think, they, it I had think it was John Lovitz yeah, yeah, yeah. was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. High School High. High School High. High, school yeah. high. It, I was like, wow, this is on the nose. We're going to do that. Meryl's going to do that one day. A movie about Meryl going high. back to the Bronx and helping kids. Helping kids somehow. in the community. Now you guys just, have uh, anything to announce before we go? Anything coming? Anything you're excited um, about? We got coming up. We got oh, we still got. We got more tour days coming. We got yeah. two nights in a row at the illustrious Wilbur at Theater. At the Wilbur in your hometown. In your in hometown. Boston. You know what I'm saying? On Tremont. Town. Yes. Yeah, right off Tremont. When are you going? Uh, May 4th and 5th. Yeah. You know Did you make sure to look at the schedule and make sure there wasn't Boston sporting events? Oh, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't it doesn't matter. We're coming out. We're coming out full pinstripes with cleats and cups. Oh yeah, yeah. Aaron's gonna intro us. It's, it's gonna, gonna be great. great. No, Aaron Boone is uh, introing us. Yeah. yeah, come on. He's gonna slap the mic out of Bronson Arroyo's hand. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get no more to come. Yeah, no more. I'm so ready for this Red Sox Yankees season. It's gonna be so great. In the first so series, there's gonna be more balls being thrown at people. Oh, you know, it's gonna reading, happen. Yeah, you you know don't know how great this this rivalry coming back is. Yeah. This morning, I was reading an article and it was breaking down how many Red Sox pitchers have hit Yankee batters over the course of the hundred years. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. They, they, they did the stats. They were like more Red Sox 
pitchers have thrown at Yankee batters in the but the history it's like eleven the yeah, difference but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like it's wow no one cares about this <laughs> of the Yankee Red Sox fans. <laughs> If you put this up on ESPN right now, you're going to get a bunch of angry tweets like, what the hell is this? What Talk is about this? the Astros. <laughs> Talk, the Astros are doing great this year. When I was six years old, Pinella slid into Fisk. Mm-hmm. Huge fight at home plate. Mickey Rivers is coming in, sucker punching everybody. They separate them, calms down, and Bill Lee starts talking shit to Greg Nettles. And Greg Nettles like, just clocks <sighs> him and then like body slams him and separated his shoulders. <sighs> and it was like... It was the biggest ass kicking any team I think had gotten in a bra. We My got man. our asses kicked. That's wild. And I was six and I was like, fuck, uh, I fucking hate these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so upset. You know, funny so when, you were, when you were younger, like, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like, so it wasn't yeah. like a knowledge rivalry. It wasn't no. like, yo, I'm a Yankee fan. Because you're like, I'm a Yankee fan because yeah. I have the hat and I'll knock you out. It was like, that's not how you watch. But every, every loss hurt. Every win was like the greatest win. That's now, the like, now because you, you have, you've seen enough seasons and you kind of like yeah. see the bigger picture like all right okay. perspective yeah sports is like the ocean you know it's gonna come in it's gonna yeah. come out you just gotta ride it but yeah the but best it, yankee fight though was the orioles fight yeah i was, I was just about to say because I, I was so watching torn. a documentary about that fight i was so big ass dudes in that strawberry yeah. was like six seven daryl strawberry did the scorpion from mortal kombat flying punch <laughs> right. into the i was like holy shit and I was so torn because like uh, Armando Benitez is the Lumiere Lumiere personal, now. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Shout out to DR. And like his face was like, I'm not fucking around. He's like, I'm taking your head off. I'm going to throw a hundred miles an hour right at your temple and not get black off. And I was like, wow, this is old country shit. You know what I mean? And then he did it and it, the, the whole shit popped off. And I was just like, whoa, this the is fight wild. Side, this season seemed more aggressive than they have in yeah. the past. A lot of times there's a lot of jo- like, you stay over there. Yeah, I stay over here. I'm going to yeah. take first base. I'm going to keep talking shit. Bro, we keep talking shit. And nah, now people are like, like, nah, let's go. Yeah. yeah, Jalen always calls those the hold me back fights. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, oh, stop, stop. Wait for the catcher to attack mm-hmm. you from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go at you want to go at it, bro? You you want, yeah, come over here. I got remember a rosin bag. Remember when they said that about Lonzo Ball? That like, oh, he's not a team guy, blah, yeah. blah, blah, because he walked away from the fight and blah, blah, blah. And then he said afterwards, he's like, yo, this is the NBA. Nobody's fighting. I actually like that. I thought yeah, that was, I was like, I, that I, was I, was like I was, at first I was like, uh, and then I was like, you're right. You're right. Nobody's going to throw a punch. It's, it's the NBA. back in the day. Because remember, I think back in the day, people had real jobs at night and they also play in the yeah. NBA. Chris so, Childs definitely worked for UPS after he punched Kobe in the face twice. <laughs> he he went to work his shift at and UPS. Now, if, I'm a, if I'm a multi-millionaire, you're a multi-millionaire, we're fighting about what? What? We're fighting about what we got. You like you bumped me angrily like well, during this rebound, but I'm still going home to my $54 million house. You know what so, I'm saying? In my 12-car garage. If, so, I, if I ran a baseball team, I would have two pitchers, relievers, the hard-throwing relievers who are clearly going to throw at anybody in the game mm-hmm. and give them MMA training. <laughs> wow! Because if yeah. you if you You're run full kill. speed at an MMA guy, think of all the great ways oh, they could fuck you up. You right? He could oh through God. the side, do a slide kick. He go you know under. I mean? He could scoop. Would three moves. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine be, that would be like a death sentence. So if you had, if Joe Kelly had just trained with with in the MMA for six months, mm-hmm. he would have fucked Tyler Austin. Up. You got to admit, admit, Joe Kelly got washed though. No, he, so what are you talking about? He got out of there looking oh like God. he got into the worst bar fight ever. Like he's all well, his he shirt's all ripped open, his glazed thing, and he everything's all messed up. He got a couple good ones though. He did. He did get a couple of good ones in. Not no, not like, taking He's not like the most popular Red Sox player, who's not one of the best players. People love Joe Kelly. They do. There's a Joe Kelly sweat uh, T-shirt. That's such a Boston name too. Hey, uh, I'm Joe Kelly. What's up? Well, you know what? What endeared him in the Boston was him him waving him on. Yeah, yeah like, walking on, toward me, like, let's go, like, let's I'm go. ready. That's like, he's set for oh, life for Boston. He threw the that. glove, right? 
Yeah, you do the glove. Yeah. That, that that's the part that kills me. You're it about to go into glove never lands. You it's like, no, no. you're about to go and go knuckle to knuckle with another grove ad, and he threw the glove, and the reaction is just kind of like ah. You're about to barehand punch me in the face, but I'm flinching at a leather glove. You know what I mean? That's been broken in. Because you throw it, it's like. Mm. <laughs> I throw everything. Throw the rosin bag, the plate, everything. Let's yeah. go. Well, we the, talked about it on the show. We talked about the fight that Manny had with uh, who? Who threw? Him, who threw at Manny? Manny never got in a fight. He just he would wander toward the mound to do a hold Somebody me back. Threw uh, threw at him. And he charged a mound and threw like everything, like the the helmet, the bat, the gloves, everything. And I was just like, again, torn. I was just like, man, I was like, ah. Oh, that was the heights. game where Don Zimmer got thrown out, right? I think I that think was it, 03. Yeah, yeah, that was the game. That was yeah. the game. Yeah, that was the game. And and again, Pedro Martinez is like my uncle. Like, this you know is what my saying? hottest take of the podcast. Don Zimmer was asking for it. He yes, was. He was. He was asking. He was. He was. Just As a Yankee fan. Yeah, Come on, Don Zimmer. I was like, yo, you're 79 years old. What, what are you doing? doing? You know the 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 Don people. Zimmer thought he was 30 until he did that second roll. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, yo, where were you going fast? And then the ease of that, he went down. He just said, yo, yeah. It was wild. It was like me like put like, you know, getting my kids out of the way type of thing. Like there was some good karma for Red Sox fans in that because he fucked up 1978 for us. Ooh. <laughs> Don Zimmer, Don Zimmer. He, he was the guy who played Carlton Fisk like every day and mm-hmm. ran him into the ground and ran our pitching staff into the ground. Because yeah. so, that's why it was nice was like, to watch that 79 year old man roll around the ground <laughs> like a fish. That was because all these Yankee fans were like, that's our guy, Don Zimmer. I was like, he wasn't always our guy. Yeah, no, he was like, That's when the rivalry is like, well, so we are staking our life and our loyalty to these guys that just go in between multi million dollar teams. For, <laughs> before, right? before that, Don Zimmer was just the fat guy next to Joe Torre. Right like after that, it was like we must protect Don Zimmer. Yeah. I was like, I don't. I don't like really, a street name after like, in the Bronx now. Nah. I was like, last really. question: Who's the next Knicks coach? The next Knicks coach next is Knicks going coach. to be. It's not going to be Mark Jackson. I'll tell you that right now. It is absolutely. He mentioned him to the locker room. Uh, he's 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 not. He's he's, he's not, not going to be. It's not going to be him. My I, I'm hearing Mike Woodson. <laughs> Mike Woodson's coming. Fisdale. I like Fisdale. Really? Yeah. Didn't they have a tweet the other day that said Mike Woodson? <laughs> wow. And they they explained it like this. You had Mike Woodson. <laughs> yeah, you Mike, just yeah, had him. Yeah. This, is, this is the explanation. He was just your coach. It's a, yeah, it's like getting divorced. This is the explanation that, um, not from like some Nick blog was explained. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, what coach recently took the Knicks to the furthest in the playoffs? And I was like, but I mean, it was Mike Woodson. But you then lost we had, in round two. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, like, we were in round two. Remember, uh, yeah. remember? Also, remember we dropped balloons when we won a game in round one. Yeah, yeah was, that was, was kind of wild. Sad. They were all dusty. That too. Boston series, though, where Jared Jeffries had like the opportunity to win that game at the last second, and he missed a wide open layup. Yeah, like that destroyed me, yo. Like I remember watching that in in like a, uh, uh, my aunt's house, and it was just like me and my uncles, like that are like my four uncles that are like super into basketball. Like the rest of them are like baseball guys, and we watched it and we were just like, yo. So like our hearts were sucked out of our chest. I was just like, of all people to be standing under the basket to make an easy layup, it's Jared Jeffries. Mm-mm-mm. I was Who like, do you think going to be the next uh, Nick coach? Not Mike Woodson. Not Mike, not Mike yeah. Well, does he care at all what the fans think? I guess is a good question. It does seems like the answer is no. J- James Dolan. He's never cared. No, he never cared. I would bring back Van Gundy. Why not? They say he's not even in the running. I If it were me, I already made this case. I would, I would choose Becky Hammond. From the oh, Spurs, yeah. yeah, because you know any Popovich disciple, I'll take any any Popovich disciple, mm-hmm. and you get basically a year of just for the first time, everybody's just rooting for her. Yep, 
Super happy. Yeah. What a moment this is. Yeah. This is a great thing for mm-hmm. basketball. And go, nobody notices yeah. the shitty team at the floor. They, yeah. they can like go 280 and it'll be yeah. like, the season was a success. The problem with that is the Knicks' history with women is a little... But you really want Becky the reason and Isaiah it. Thomas on the same? That's what I'm saying. Like that's what James Dolan would do. James Dolan would hire Becky Hammond and then make Isaiah Thomas head of basketball operations. Yeah, yeah. you're right. He would 100. <laughs> percent He would. He would. I Isaiah Thomas, Fizdale, I don't give a fuck. I think Fisdale. Fisdale's good, but I I feel like he's gonna. He needs to go to a team that's actually good and has yeah. a chance. Do you think who? Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Ah. Here's my thing. Do you really think it matters that much with the Knicks? The coach. Yeah. That's why I would hire Becky Hammond. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like every coach that comes through there, it's just like they're just a co- they're just yeah. the guy. Uh, try something different. Try yeah. to be a trailblazer on yeah. something. And maybe it, you luck out and she's awesome. It's either Norway, Sweden, or Switzerland. The actual Twitter account is the name of the country. And every month they pick a person from the country to run the Twitter account. Well, that's what the Knicks need to do. Just like yeah. a random New Yorker every week. Yeah. Just be coached. Well, we're not that far away from that Whoopi Goldberg can, movie. Yeah, you know Goldberg. We got to do that too. Yeah. What was that? It was a uh, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, too. Eddie yeah. too. Me and you were running the Knicks, and you know finally saying? get fed up and just play in Tim's. I just want to go on the record <laughs> and say that I enjoyed Eddie. I still enjoy Eddie. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. I love Eddie's Whoopi Goldberg. funny. It's got good Nick stuff. It's got weird players from that era that, that I enjoy. You're looking at them like Dwayne Shinsis. All these. It's just great. Also, they were just like filming it during real Nick games. Yeah, just and the NBA for some reason thought it was a good idea. Yeah, use our uniforms. It'll be great. Imagine trying to make that movie now. They'd be like, oh, so so you want to use actual NBA logos? Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to film in the middle of players? Oh, players? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, we're having problems here. Yeah, Michael. Well, yeah, I, a a I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This Marty Collins great. refuses to participate. <laughs> Bill, thanks for having us on again. Yes. A pleasure as always. Yes. Now, I gotta, now we got to do yeah, it home. I got to come on yours next time. Definitely, I'm in man. Yeah, right, for sure. It's a pleasure. Good luck, guys. My, my guy. He's treating my holla. All right, thanks. Thanks to uh, Nephew Kyle for coming in Sunday night to produce this. Thanks to Jesus and Mero. Don't forget to check out their show on Viceland. Thanks to ZipRecruiter, our presenting sponsor. Go to ZipRecruiter.com. Check them out. I don't know how many times I could tell you how great ZipRecruiter.com is. ZipRecruiter. Great offices, too. Wow. Nice view of the Pacific Ocean. Really impressive. Don't forget about SeatGeek. $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event for whatever you want. Use promo code BS. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. Don't forget about the recapables. We just added Westworld, the Recapables. If you love Westworld, check that out. Don't forget about the Ringer NBA show coming to you. Uh, it's already up. We did it last night and it's coming all week. We're also doing a special Wednesday night podcast as well and podcasts every day this week. Ringer NFL show. We have a bunch of draft stuff coming. GM Street is back. Mays and Clark. Thursday night, we have a whole bunch of stuff planned for that. And uh, same thing for the ringer.com. NBA playoffs, NFL draft. This is our time. This is, we love this. This is our favorite content time of the year right now. Thanks for listening back with two more podcasts this week on the Bill Simmons podcast. Until then.